Last week, here on the Two Perception Show, we did finish the Sanguine Brothers Slaughterhouse. Uh, we cleared out the three towers. We cleared most of the rooms. There's one door we just went ahead and uh, left closed. You know, it, it, it didn't seem like there would be anything pertinent back there. The one person that you had saved, who was still conscious at the time, told you that was just where they took all the bodies of the victims anyway. And they'd told you they'd seen four of these lust demons, these Peraka, prowling around the slaughterhouse and you had killed that same number of Peraka. So confident in your success and with a neat new flag, you made your way out to recover. And this was, this is quite a recovery. We've had some adventures we came back from where we were injured, we're sick, we have tons of con damage. But this is the first time that you've had to actually act as pallbearers and carry your dead friend back from one of your adventures. We, I, I'm pretty sure I was the only one that even tried to carry this guy the whole time with zero help from anybody else. You're also oh, just saying help, but I you or Kahina are like the two options for people who are strong enough to carry him out of there because you're in a party with a wizard and an archer who can just barely lift his crossbow unassisted. So <laughs> I didn't. We gave you the belt. You true. had the belt. The belt helped. I guess I, that's how I paid off the belt. All right, that's fair. <laughs> but the other good news is that of all the places for this to happen, had this happened out in Marat County, this could have been a massive, massive problem. If even there was a cleric out there strong enough to cast the kind of magic you would need to have brought Nell back, it would have been borderline impossible, if not outright impossible, to source the massive, perfectly clear diamond you would need as a reagent for the spell. But here in Yanmas, one of the biggest commercial hubs, certainly the biggest commercial hub in northern Taldor, and one of the biggest in Taldor as a whole, outside of the coast. Uh, obviously, Apara and Casimir, massive trading ports, but things that don't have a dock, Yanmis is about as big as it gets. But even here, on your visit to the Mysterium, you learned that there are only two of those diamonds in all of North Taldor. And you bought and used one of them. So, things are a little sketchy here on out. A, that was really expensive. B, these materials are hard to find. But after that, a restoration spell. The party, U5, did in fact make it home alive and alive is about where the bar is at right now <laughs> that's about the top of what we're aiming for at this point you went in very very early to get to the slaughterhouse before the sun rose so you so as not to raise any attention uh especially from the fire watch or anyone else you got noticed anyway because apparently lieutenant tachar and the cousin bravos had been watching the building but other than that Mostly clean in and out. And you arrived home maybe an hour or two after dawn. Still quite early in the morning. Very tired and I'm sure more than ready for a day's rest. So party, what is the plan? 
What are we doing today? Well, I'm gonna go on ahead and fix my HP. You're really quiet for me. <clears throat> Is he quiet? Uh, I'm gonna go on ahead and fix oh. my HP. <laughs> I was Goodness. just talking quiet. You do still have the boots of the earth, so with most of your constitute, well, all your constitution damage restored to you from that cleric, the healing part's not that hard. You just put on your shoes, stand there, and focus while the feel good feel goods flow up through your feet. Very slowly. And that slowly. goes for yeah, very slowly, <laughs> very slowly, but still an unlimited amount of healing. And since these boots don't have any sort of an attunement period, anyone else who is still injured from the slaughterhouse can also slip on the shoes of good feelings, stand there for a couple minutes, and pass your morning just topping yourselves off. Yeah, I'm gonna need a turn of that. I'm just gonna throw my boots over to you. Just kick off his Which, shoes. These are the these are metal, like five pound each boots. Yeah, I these just... are big old metal dwarven boots. These are not light. <laughs> There's like steel-toed boots, and then there's entirely steel boots from like a diving suit from the 1800s. That's about what we're passing around here. So you all, with uh, some time in the morning, what would realistically be probably the better part of an hour to top everyone off here, can use the boots to slowly heal up while you plan out your day. If there is anything else you want to plan, because there is still... You're still not feeling fantastic across the board here. Do you want to, uh, uh, do we want to check on the father to make sure he made it home? Probably a good idea. Judging from what we've heard about, oh, I don't know what the name of that place is, but the place with the, where I sent my people. The Orvestikar Manor? Yes. Where you'd had scouted? Ovestacart, right? Orvestacar. Or Vestacar. Let me put it in the chat here for us real quick. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a kind of a weird name. Orvestacar. Okay. It's a it's an odd one. It's a not it, it sounds out of place like a French name would here, like it's something borrowed from another language or an older language. Is it something that was named long before common Talden tongue was around? Well, based on the reports from the people I sent to Orvestikar, we should probably be very careful about approaching, if at all, dealing with that place. And they'd but come back now, and told you they, based on the copious amount of very humanoid-looking, terrified statues, suspected that there may be a Medusa in the area. <laughs> which, which does give me an idea. Oh, great. That's what we need. What's Nell's idea? Well, I have the name of a certain individual who likes to acquire statues. Axelinius in Lothadar. Oh, no. Oh, no. We're not going to sell an entire building full of people. That is not the plan. The plan is we have Medusa the artist right here. Is is that the guy you sold the petrified yes. oh mm -hmm. that is a excellentus is the one that he <laughs> sold the one of Bubo's men that was petrified sold him as a statue to that art collector. but if i remember right you said that these statues were painted right they did say they were painted 
Your scouts we have Medusa, the artist, right here in our midst. All we have to do is... Well, um, I, I fear you might misunderstand. They might just be statues of people, but because they are not gray, they appear painted. They are just regular statues of people because they're actually people instead of gray statues. I'm going off of the assumption that there's a Medusa and the Medusa is painting well, statues. That's even creepier. Exactly. But we can use it to our advantage. Can't. How? I'm curious as to how. <laughs> it's an artistic Medusa. If we have a literal Medusa that instead of fighting in, in dealing with it all, we simply tell the Medusa, make paintings for this man. He will pay you very well for all of them. Perhaps we can circumvent the whole dealing with the Medusa without Bubo here. Hey, uh, Baylor, does bringing people back from the dead institute brain damage? Possibly. <laughs> okay, I was just wondering, because he's talking crazy right now. and I'm, I'm, I'm a... I don't want to fight a Medusa. Medusas are scary. We could just not go to that building. Well, we can't just leave it there. We could totally just leave it there. <laughs> not if that's where the army disappeared, though. Well, we would know what happened to them. (laughs) (laughs) We have all had a long day at this point. And it's only about 9 a.m., but you have had a a very long morning, yes. Feel a little light on energy. Our options are... I displaced myself nearly 20 seconds in time. That don't feel good, let me tell you. Sounds a little freaky, man. I feel if we find the father and make sure he's okay and then maybe rest for the rest. What if he's not okay and we have to fight another army of paracas? That well, then we'll just leave. Then we just leave. There's another army of paraca in his house. I think they would have kept him there instead of the ones taking him to the meat locker. Also, we have a way bigger problem, which is apparently they just hang out everywhere in town. <laughs> apparently Everybody in Yadmas is a paraca. I'm a paraca. You're a paraca. If there are more Oops, paracas, I vote that this time we burn whatever structure they're in down and do not do that again. This doesn't That's even need to be voted. Vote every time. <laughs> <laughs> I have a valid reason this time. I'm I'm not opposed to burning it down if we find a We've already dealt with them once. It's much easier. We got to keep up our average of one building burnt to the ground per wing of the adventure path. We we can't let that dip. We're on a solid two for two. I I, I got a 38 on my knowledge planes. Paraka and fire resistance. Yes, no. Uh, You don't survive a building crushing. Let me go back and look. Parakas Mm. are completely immune to fire. Um, Wow, okay. You did have their, yeah, you, you got their elemental resistances. They are resistant to magic in general, but extra resistant to acid and electricity and outright immune to fire as a div from Abaddon. Fire does not harm them. Can we just set a, a building on acid? Can we do that? He's still, he's still acting. You're all right now? Take a nap. Go lay down. <laughs> go lay down now. <laughs> go take your rest. shoes off. Take a nap. <laughs> You've been through a hell of a day. Go Get lay a down. Hours. 
Well, if we're just gonna take the day to rest, yeah, probably not a horrible idea for everyone, all things mm -hmm. considered. Uh, I would because like you, my decks back. You certainly have a day for bed rest, so if you spend the day resting, you will recover twice once for resting during the day and then once for actually sleeping through the night. So, any stat damage that you have, you'll get two back. And uh, they have the Boots of the Earth to heal up all your health now, so it doesn't apply to health as much. There is a lot of stat damage spread around the party from battles with the Paraka back in the Slaughterhouse. I know what I'm going to do with my day. The, does it uh, involve setting a building on fire? No, <laughs> it's the book. The the book of inappropriate art we got from the armory. Of course, it's... Yeah, okay, well, that's better. Like that yeah. That is better. That's better than setting a building on fire. Yeah, only marginally so, so. Only marginally, but it does. But it is better. Yeah, it means I'm sitting here and I'm not in trouble. If your mom saw you with that, you would be. Probably. So <laughs> I'm going to roll a um, perform artistry for refurbishing the book. Let me double check. You want to spend your day drawing porn. That's what it yeah. sounds like to me, too. I just want to. Better than setting a building on fire. Yeah. I mean, I mean, to be fair, I'm not drawing it. I'm touching it up, making it look. You're, you're improving upon the book that you had found in the Palace of Birdsong. I am. I am medieval photoshopping. All right. Give me a perform. I mean, artistry check? Question mark. I don't know where we're at anymore. Oh, 26. You're probably a lot better at this than whoever was drawing it much more rec recreationally and with much less skill. So, Nell's doodling in his notebook. We all know what the notebook is, but no one's going to talk about it. Everybody else is <laughs> just spending the day uh, resting and recuperating in the house before we go to meet up with the guys rescued from the slaughterhouse or whatever mm -hmm. else it is we're going to do. Are we all good for rest for the day? Yep. Well, we so, also have to check on the dude. But that should only take, like, an hour at worst. What were you going to say, Baylor? I do want to look into actually getting a proper appointment to the Mysterium. Okay. Just so, see what exactly that would take. Small errands today. If you want to get set up to get into the Mysterium, the good news is that you, wizard who is known for being a wizard genius as you have already seen, are a face that is recognized there. It, it took him a minute, but they do know you. So you want to head out to the Mysterium just, just by yourself. You're just going to pop in so you can get an appointment. I mean, doesn't feel like I a thing that needs the entire gang to head, a lot, head yeah, around, but... Nobody needs to come with me. I just want to like figure out what the process is exactly, make sure the next time I'm coming around, it's done more properly. Alright. Uh, and Nell, you wanted to go check on the man and his father from the slaughterhouse at some point today. Does anybody want to go with him on that? Okay. <clears throat> I'll go. N Nell and Kahina. And then Darren and Oi, do you have anything you wanted to get with your day of rest? Any brief adventures? I need to pick up some magic stuff if there's a, a lower class Walmart level magic shop. If you're just looking here. for magical ink and vellum and writing supplies, yeah, you don't have to get into the Mysterium to buy those. There are plenty of writing shops and uh like herbalists and reagent parlors as well as traveling traders you could stock up on that with throughout yon that is a very like 
wanted commodity. That's something you can functionally, the Yonmas version of pick it up at the 7-Eleven. That's not <laughs> difficult to find at all. So however much gold you want to just transfer into like scroll writing materials and whatnot, you can definitely just do that with an Sweet. hour in town, no problem. That's not really going to require any kind of rolls or talking to anyone or anything. That's easy. Oh. So, we'll go around the, uh, the circle there. Baylor, at some point in the afternoon, just takes a, uh, I'm gonna say, do you want to, you need eight hours of bed rest to get your extra stat recovery, so you can't do this in the middle of the day. I didn't take any. Oh, so you, you don't care, you're going out to do whatever. Uh, yeah, Nell, I... if you want to go check in, Nell and Kina, because both of you have stat damage still, I think, definitely Kina does. You I either don't. need to go early or later in the evening. Uh, so that somewhere in there you have your eight-hour period before you actually go to sleep mm -hmm. to get the extra rest. But Baylor, it doesn't matter to you. You're perfectly fine. And at some point in the afternoon, you're just like, hey, I'm going to go to Mysterium. I'll be back. Yeah, I walked out with full health, full stats. I wizarded Baylor had, a, had a perfectly good time in there, honestly, other than the time that he saw some gross monsters and got very queasy and had to step outside for a moment. Uh, <laughs> I think the B, well, uh, the bar guest hit me, but we healed up because that was early, and then the bees got me. But the I, Paraka I, never touched me. Yeah. I just love that functionally the worst thing that happened to you was like, oh, that's disgusting, and had to step outside <laughs> for a moment while Nell died. Like, it, was, it was a good time. Fairland involved. Anyway, you make your way out into near the middle of town, up to church side to the Mysterium. And uh, you are once again met by the same four large guards, large and cloaked guards, who are making no, are playing no games, taking no shortcuts. And the same one, the large grindy man, steps forward as you approach and recognizes you. Yes? I just wanted to inquire about getting a proper appointment to enter the Mysterium at some point. I know this morning was an unusual situation, and the next time I visited, I wanted to make sure the proper channels were followed. Of course. The High Magi recognizes you as thinks highly of your name. We can arrange vetting for you. This will be no problem. Merzad has already approved such a thing. You will simply need to set an appointment and make it time. He just waits. As if waiting for something. Yes. It's, uh... We do not have specific availability if you have this expectation. What time is most convenient? I'm not sure what my exact plans are in the near future, so it's hard for me to say exactly. And uh, as you're saying that, the front door opens and a dwarven woman comes out and as she does the uh, the woman with the bag of holding turns around and heads over to the weapon rack and lockbox to start getting her magical stuff back out 
The dwarf looks at her briefly and then looks up to you and like double takes at Belar. Ah, uh, excuse me, sir. You're that yes. wizard from Marat. Salalis? Not from Marat, but spent several months there recently. Yes, I am Belar Lannis. Oh! Oh, this is a fantastic day! Uh, please, you must get this all the time. I I do apologize, but it's an absolute pleasure. I, I've read through this, this this whole treatise that you got three Domovoi living in your house with you, letting you study them as you please. It's inconceivable. This kind of personal interactions with, with, with fey kind, the knowledge that could be gained from this is... It, it's unfathomable. It's values limitless. Hydriga, uh, by, by the way. And reaches out with a tiny little dwarven hand up towards you. She is oh. fairly short, even for a dwarf. And almost? This is, this is rude, but I'm going to preface this by saying this is literally the words the book uses. Startlingly unattractive. So... <laughs> I'll take her hand and shake it. Uh, uh, her hands are, are in very thick leather gloves that she takes them, but she's like lit up with uh, with happiness here. I, I'd heard that you were in town, but I didn't expect to just run into you here in the streets, but I, I assume, of course, a wizard of your caliber would have stopped by the Mysterium sooner or later, but on the chance it's the same day I, I resupply the gold leaf. It's... Uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to be the bother. You got gaggles of fans like this, I'm sure. You an alchemist by trade, perhaps? I, I am. You look the type. Yeah, I, I've uh, didn't. Well, I, I, I tried <laughs> studying at a standard college, my, you know, following. I, I thought I had the makings of a proper wizard. I, I did what I could, but I never really got the hang of the the sigils and the motions and and the proper casting. But alchemy, this is something I can understand. It, it, it's so much simpler to take a, an item a part of some sort of a beast a fantastical monster extract magic from that and work it with science it's so much more precise so much more reliable and, and i don't know and she just kind of moves her hands in uh what you wouldn't even need a spellcraft check you'd recognize as taking 10 is a really uh, there's an attempt at the motions for magic missile but she just she knows it's not gonna come out, so she's not worried about it. I never got it. I don't know what it was I was missing. Magic is a complex and subtle thing. It's certainly not for everyone, and... And there's a lot you... less shouting gibberish when you're drinking potions. <laughs> Unless you drink too many, of course. Aye, well, of course, but you have the same thing with less than potions, aye? Aye. <laughs> Still, though, I... I... It's... Then she stops, like she's thinking for a second. I don't want to get ahead of myself here. Let, let's just. Are you busy later? Tonight? Not that I know of. Tonight, tomorrow, anytime this week. I want to pick your brain a bit. These Fey have always been an interest. They're the source of such an odd kind of natural magic that us alchemists, you wizards, Hell, even most of the druidic cults can't even properly tap into. 
this experience with Yodomovoy, it could open pages. And pages for both of us. For all of the arcane study. My personal experience with the arcane has always been more attuned to nature than most other wizards. That I simply... makes perfect sense. I picked that up from your writings. I didn't figure there was any other way that a normal book-learning wizard could wander into a home already full of Dombovoy and get off on good terms with them. It had to be. Yeah, nearly half-druid. <laughs> At least he got the touch. Just a bit. It wasn't exactly easy, I would say. Some of my companions made it more difficult than it could have been. I think it's not a stretch to say there's not a person on this earth who's had any kind of an interaction of Fey that was anything less than trouble. <laughs> You've come as close, as close as any have, I'd assume. You should hear about the Swan Maiden we ran into. You met a Swan Maiden as well? What is Marat? I suppose it's on the border of the Verudin Forest. Of course, I thought about it, but... I mean, it sounds like you get more encounters there than up in Wispel. Or Belheim. But... Still. I... I, I don't mean to be, be rude or assert, but... If you got free time... I would... Just... Love to learn from you, really. I can... We can talk, see where things go. Well, fantastic. So, and she stops for a second like she's kind of thinking. Uh, drinks? By the simple flank? I know the place. I'm sure you're busy, but what's, uh, I'm... Uh, with alchemy, I, c I can make time really whenever in the schedule, as long as I don't have anything brewing at the moment, or... Well, I'm uh, busy for about an hour or two after uh, after dusk, but beyond that... In the, uh, the bower? Aye! On the alchemist. Been over there once myself. It was quite the interesting show. Just kind of waves their hands. It's a lot of song and dance, but Vadrigan takes the whole thing so seriously. They put a lot of effort in, for sure. It shows. And they've been doing good for the people, so can't complain, right? Of course. So, do you want to set a date slash appointment with Hadriga here to meet up and get some drinks at Volkus's? It's not Volkus's, he's literally just a, a waiter. But, but where he, but the set a simple flank at some point later. Sure. What's the plan, Baylor? <laughs> you got a dwarf fangirl. And me being half elf. So awkward. Yeah, you guys are gonna stick out so hard, to be honest. I thought for sure you were gonna be like, yeah. We should you know what, instead of drinks, we should have dinner. I know just the place. <laughs> Oh god, no. <laughs> I wouldn't subject her to that. <laughs> uh, I thought you could take her for lion steaks. <laughs> when, when do you want to meet up with Hadriga? I mean, no reason not to do it later tonight. <laughs> uh, before or after she's done with the cold service? 
do it after. All right. So sometime later in the evening, a uh, couple hours after the sun is set and after everyone's left the encircling bower for the evening's stuff, you'll head to a single, simple flank, meet up with Hadriga, see what you can find. Afterwards, after that brief interruption, while the assorted magi just sort of stand there, waiting, <laughs> not wanting to interrupt, but just doing their job. Completely. They got nothing else to do but stand there. Yeah, they really realize this is their job. So they're just kind of back to watch the road. The woman's still just kind of standing there with the bag of holding in her hands, just waiting, just kind of watching. Customer service, etc. Can't interrupt them. You are <laughs> that able to. Now feel. Yeah, you're also able to get in a uh, a meeting with Mirzad, the head magi here, uh, or one of the head magi here. It's the same one that you'd spoken with yesterday. And according to him, you are a known enough quantity that he can do your screening right then and there. It's a simple checklist, more or less. It's almost like filling out health insurance forms. He basically needs to take your spell book for a couple hours, and then he needs a written log, uh, or just a brief summary of where you studied, what you studied, uh, magically, of course, mm. how it's proceeded since then, and any outsiders, magical beings, or fae you've been in contact with in the last six months. So quite a list. <laughs> That's going to be about it. So <laughs> that last part, they're going to have to be reading for a while. It does. Uh... What's my linguistics? How long is this going to take me to write all this? <laughs> <laughs> is the linguistics going to make you write faster? Like it's... It's make you write better. You're gonna be there for a minute. It's gonna yeah. take you long enough to fill all of this out, and Merzad's gonna be at least somewhat interested. And plus, him taking an hour to analyze your spellbook, you could normally leave it there and let him do it. But you're gonna be there filling out these forms for the majority of that time anyway, so you might as well just be there for the hour, hour and a half it takes him to look through things. Uh -huh. But afterward. Somewhat surprised by the ridiculous amount of magical beasts you appear to have killed in the last several months. <laughs> Merzad approves you to set uh, appointments to visit the Mysterium. And the way that works is you can, with an hour's notice, he can have, as long as he doesn't have anything else already going on, because only one party is allowed in the Mysterium at a time, uh, with an hour's notice, he'll have the hall and everything prepared for you to browse or look at specific items you may be interested in. And if I want to bring in an item and have it further examined... This is this is what the vetting is for. You will still have to put on the collar. You'll still have to forfeit basically all of your items. But any that you specifically wish to bring in, the Magi out front will take in first, make sure they're not going to explode or anything, and then let you in as well. All right. But you can bring in things to sell or have inspected here. So, next on the list, we'll go down to Nell and Kahina, who are heading to the address they'd been given by, it was Erdmund Navin, the son. You spoke to both of them because then you did pick up uh, his father, Rundle. Oh, oh boy. The last time they saw me, I was a corpse. 
The last time you saw him, he was pretty much a corpse. So, I mean, the feeling's mutual. Yeah. Okay. The last time you saw Rondal, he'd just been crit by a glaive. Yeah. So, I suppose that's why Kahina's coming along, to apologize for the sore neck. I did it. Yeah, I apologized once, but I will <laughs> go to apologize once more. Yeah, so uh, that's going to be a, an interesting one. But you'll head up to the address they gave you up on uh, Northern Church, I believe it was, where it seems like most of the people who are worth anything or any of the main establishments are kind of centrally located uh, in the north middle portion of Yadmus. In the view of the massive looming temple of Abadar and the mercantile council chambers up on the hill. But as you approach the Navin residence to meet up with them, you too are intercepted by somebody that seems to be leaving at the same time that you're getting there. And with you two going, neither of you have any idea who this is. You don't recognize her. But a, uh, so not let like me a get it. Roll nobility or anything. No, it's not going to be somebody you recognize at all. Yeah, briefly. Let me find her description again. Because I, I had, uh, I knew this was, figured this was coming, but I figured at least one of the people that recognized her was going to be here. And I don't want to mess up her description. So, it is a very tall, fairly thin, very almost like alabaster white skinned woman with a tricorn hat with a feather sticking out of it and a lute strapped across her back with a, uh, a few daggers at her hip. She comes out from the Navin residence as you're about a block away uh, and sees you speaking with someone in through the door, all smiles and charm. And she turns around to leave with a, a happy wave goodbye and strikes out towards the road as you're approaching. But as you did not recognize her, she also does not recognize either of you. So unless you two are going to stop her for some reason, you're just going to walk right past each other. Yep. We're here for that door, not yep. for you. So you head up, knock on the Navin's door, and almost immediately, the door is answered by a somewhat confused-looking Erdmund, the uh, the son that you rescued. <coughs> Pretty to across both of you, and uh, seems a little confused, but also bemused. Ah, oh, I welcome again. I'm just again? checking on you. Or wait, well, what no, do you mean? Your friend that just stopped by already, uh, Miss Itune. Mm. Our friend. Hi, the, nah. the last of the tricorn hat. She stopped by to check in and make, uh, give us some healing magic uh, to touch up my wounds and uh, treat some of the, uh, some of the worst symptoms from the sicknesses. Uh, she came along on you and Mercandus' behalf, making sure we were fine, settled in. At that Aww. point, I'm going to take off running for the tricorn hat. <laughs> so Nell's gonna turn around. I'm just gonna, I just, I'm just gonna let Nell go. Uh, <laughs> just run her down. Just, and I'll stay here and. Last time he went running off to No, <laughs> no. We have nothing to do with the uh, Earl of Mercondus. In fact, they were very upset that we rescued you. 
um, that we did anything to try and rescue anyone at the slaughterhouse at all. Um, <clears throat> we are actually envoys of Princess Utropia. I, I'm. You I'm were sorry, very not... much just very much just lied to. I apologize. They are. They are not happy we are here. They are not happy that we are better at their jobs than they are. Okay, well, I'm, I'm a fair right confused, I'll admit. Here, uh, step inside. I'll, I'll get my father. I, one moment. <laughs> and he gestures for, well, just you, I suppose, to come in there. We'll get to Nell in a, in a moment here. And uh, as you step in, he looks out the door as Nell's taking clunk, off clunk, down clunk, the clunk. street. And, <laughs> and his full flight just stampeding down the street, parting the waters of uh, people out doing their business for the day as they get out of the way of this stampeding full flight, man. Or get and, full uh, rushed. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Erdman, is he, is he going to be joining us? Uh, possibly he can make his own way back i'm sure i i'm i'm just happy he's alive and i'm just going to let him do whatever he wants <laughs> so i uh yes as i last remember i <clears throat> i don't know i uh <laughs> please have a seat and uh yeah. his place is just a bit larger and nicer it's far from a marat mansion is there's just a lot less mm. space in yanmas but it is a much more well-furnished and well-kept home than most you've been in recently. Uh, the entryway and living space has several bright, plush couch uh, couches and a massive fur rug that appears to be fashioned from a dire bear with the head still attached near the, uh, the hearth on the far end. And it's... So, what, 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 time, what is it right now? It's Serenith, which is what in, in people years? Serenith. This I always forget. What, I'm pretty sure we're in late spring, early summer. So I'm I'm fairly certain. Yeah, this is this is getting into summer. So the fire is certainly not lit right now. But there's plenty of light streaming in from the massive like bay windows, but the big purple curtains on either side. And uh, he steps back towards the back room. Oh, pa, uh, pa. My Mercondus's men are here, but they said they're not Mercondus's men. And hey, one moment, I'll fetch him. Mm -hmm. He heads back in the back room. Pa! And just disappears back into the back rooms. And after a few moments, his father, now with a uh, very well polished, curved cane, he's walking with. He's not. Like he's really mega hobbling, but using it just to help himself a little bit. Comes back on the corner. Hi. <clears throat> Where's the uh, the rest of you? Your friends make it out okay? Uh, yes, we were able to get back home, and uh, we were able to take uh, Nell to the chief enumerator and have him brought back. Abadar willing, he, he'll he be fine from now on, and we won't have to do that again. I, as I said back at the slaughterhouse, I can't begin to thank you for the help mm. you've given me. <clears throat> well, we had, we had come to offer you more healing and stuff, and 
to check up on you and I see someone, uh, someone came and beat us to it. I, she's not with you. I can tell as much, but I ain't gonna turn down the free healing if she thinks it's to her gain. Yeah, as well you shouldn't. And, uh, Erdmund, the son's still just kind of standing there. I, I don't really understand. What's, what's, what's going on here? And Rundle waves his free hand that he's not gripping the cane with. I hadn't had a moment to explain it to you, son. She just left. This timing is convenient, though. I figured you'd like to know Mercandus is trying to edge in on this. Fortunately, his jester, what have her, could see through her like wet parchment. I see. So, trying to take credit uh, for uh, cleaning out the paraca. It'll be interesting, considering the Merchant's Guild already knows and has word that it was us who were there well before them. He's after exactly. Can't be sure, but it's interesting he's after anything at all, Mm. especially trying to take. Uh, as you said, surely this had been something that's reported to the council of the Firewatch. Mm-hmm. On, I imagine, the Stavian House's behalf. I'm a career banker, my lady. I've had hundreds of people, young and old, trying to cheat me throughout my career, and wouldn't have been a long one if many of them got through. <laughs> well, cheating people is not the way that we have been doing business on Princess Eutropia's behalf. And <laughs> no, it certainly isn't. There <clears throat> are lots more smacking old men with glaives, I take it. <laughs> I also came to apologize. I feel so bad. I meant to only knock you out so as his... we could pull you away from the Baraka. Even no need to apologize, I'm here fit as I have been and you did what you had to do hmm. besides it's fortunate enough for you I hadn't or that our friend Miss Embla was puts up a worse face than a elementary schooler's play hmm. because I had something for you it's not gonna be much to even begin to repay you but I'm hoping it can express at least some of my gratitude and he reaches into his pocket and pulls out a, a small pouch. I don't know what business that you or House Stavian or anyone's into here, so I'd give you something more personal and well-meaning if it if it seemed fit. <clears throat> Another thing I pick up in a career as a banker is that money goes over fine with most folk. When he hands it a small pouch. Well, it's unnecessary, but I do appreciate the gift. We're more than well off here in Yanmas. We we live in Northern Church's fight. We've got the money to make do. But 300 platinum pieces will brighten anyone's day, I imagine. That would be wonderful. We did. It's, it unfortunately does cost quite a penny to bring someone back from Dear Verasma, so. Definitely never sought such magics myself, but. Again, I hope that can at least begin to cover it. We thank you. Um, I do very much appreciate you checking in on me, and 
I'm sure at least part of that. Your head's in a similar space to Miss Empress. You're sent here by House Davian, and you're doing your jobs, I understand that, but... It's... Not a little bit also, I'm sure, out of genuine concern for our well-being. We appreciate it. I was very... We're very much trying to get to the root of how all these problems started. Um, how Paraka were able to come in and set up such a such a nest without anybody knowing and basically take over the entire town. It's very odd that they could stay under the Firewatch's nose for so long. Uh, we're hoping to figure out how. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I don't know nothing of magic or those disease-riddled demon folk have taken up residence at the slaughterhouse. But I do know all conspiracies and all plans you can trace back through the coin. I can't imagine that a nest of these creatures eh, it's impossible like they appear just out of the blue but the timing with all these other things this disappearance of our Talon horse the arrival of all these Kadir and bandits simultaneous with these demons spreading dreams it's not something I want to think back on much we were in there for days and they were terrible but those creatures and they're wise can't discount that. Far from mindless beasts. I wouldn't be surprised if some of these problems had a common source. It is very much what our friends, what my friends and I had worried that there is someone that a major player that hoped to either deal a hearty blow to Yonmas, which obviously they had started with, especially by taking the mayor out with the dreams and various other uh, massive amounts of folk in the in the city um, to get rid of the to get rid of the horse to take away the extra protection. And that seems Take a near unreasonable sum. That or same kind of power that could summon these sort of demons out of the heart of our city. Now, Miss, uh, I'm sorry, it's been a hell of a week. <laughs> Abendago. Miss Abendago. I do apologize, but I mean, no rudeness, but I'd like you to leave. Please, I don't consider it rude at all. Please, Erdmund and I appreciate all that you've done for us, but the past day's events, we'd like some time to ourselves to sort out. I understand. I, I hope, hope that this coin can that... at least cover my breach of etiquette. I hope that next time we meet, it is a much happier terms out in the sunlight and in uh, a much nicer day. <clears throat> As do I. And everyone pops up. I, of course. <sighs> but and, uh, truly, thank you, my Sabinagle. And whoever 
actually are in your circle of friends. And I would just bow and let him show me to the door. And, um, and uh, the older Rundle, the father, would step up before with his cane, open the door with a smile and nod. If you do need us for any reason, the Mercantile Council knows where we are staying. Um, please send us word. Of course. Thank you. And then just... Right, he closes the door. So... Hop on out. No. That was only like a minute or two. And I imagine you're probably gonna be a little determined with this this woman and they they get her out. They get Kahina out relatively quickly. But meanwhile, stampeding through Yonmas trying to catch up with a lady who's got about a block or so head start here. Nell Stalwart is pounding in oh wait, I have I actually have something for this, I think. Where is I got I got Valeros's Sirenscape thing. So I've actually just got full plate man <laughs> stampeding through the streets at full speed. Trying to catch up with Embla. Whoever this woman in the tricorn head is that he doesn't recognize. So, the crowds of citizens and merchants in the streets parting before you, giving you strange looks. You catch up to her and what? I'm going to... What is your plan exactly? I gave you time to think about this. Yeah. Because I know oh. you didn't have a plan when you took off running. I gave you time to think, sir. It, it took me three seconds to come up with this one. You're gonna, okay. you're gonna hate this. So I'm gonna toss a little bundle over to her while yelling, "Hey, Tricorn!" Which I'm sure she's already looking back to hear the clunking. Upon hearing the clunking, to see what. Does it hear is. the clunking? She she kind of looks back at everyone else. Is like, what the hell's going on? What so I'm you... going to toss a, a bundle over of mint <laughs> and I'm going to say here's <laughs> he can't even say it he can't even say it no, he throws, a, throws a handful of mint and, and starts laughing <laughs> so here's an experiment what happens when my friends find out you're taking credit for our fun and she Looks back at you and this this bundle of mint hits her and just bounces <laughs> off and she looks down like Did this guy just throw a bundle of mint at me? Like it looks he like excuse me, sir, I don't believe we've met. Well you're right. Cause if we had met, I would have stopped you back there, coming from cannot remember his name. Uh not the Nobbins? Yeah. Coming from their uh their home. I heard that you're one of Mercondus's men, or woman in this case. Ah, oh, yes, you're one of Rostam's bodyguards, I. Pretty much. Oh, well, a pleasure to make your acquaintance. But uh, I believe my business there is concluded, and I've much to attend to today. But I have a question for you as to why you are saying that Mercondus is the one who helped him. Well, the way I see it, uh, Lieutenant Tejar had the slaughterhouse under watch for days, and 
several weeks now, saw that you and your allies, or whoever it was, had gone in there, blind, unprepared. They stepped in, intervened, and were it not for their assistance, who knows what could have happened. You know we killed all of the Paracas before they showed up, right? Puts her hand up to her, her lips when she's thinking, hmm, do you? Because I heard it differently. I kind of expected as much. We definitely took care of the Paracas because I made sure that we took the heads off of each and every one of them. And then I was apparently at some point killed by a large swarm of maggots and my friends had to drag me out and they encountered your friends after clearing everything. Hmm. Well, that's a very interesting take, Sir Rostam's lackey, but again, I, I'm going to go. Rostam's lackey. Or whatever. Well, well what is your name then? Uh, Miss Embla Hightoon, uh, bard of Earl Mercondus himself. And I am Lord Nelogenus Stalwart of Opara, not some lackey. And she takes off her hat and does like a, an almost exaggerated kind of sarcastic bow to you and stands up and puts it back on. Oh, it's been a true pleasure to make your acquaintance, Nello. But again, my business. And if I may ask, does your business include taking more credit for stuff we've done? My business doesn't uh, does indeed a fair many things, but of course, <sighs> at this point, I'm stalling. Yeah, Wait, I, 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 I believe many of them might just sail right over your pretty little head. I don't want to trouble you too much. Do you swing oh, the swords love or whatever it is you stories. do? I do love to tell the story. Perhaps another time then. I well, perhaps you could tell me one while I paint it. It would be quite the interesting experiment. She looks like she's actually considering this. Like, she might actually be so full of herself that regardless of how much effort she's putting into just being an ass and blowing you off here, that's a legitimately tempting offer to her. As a matter of fact... I know you're playing me, but you know what? As a matter of fact... Are you a fan of some stout drinks? I found that my definition of stout didn't hold up terribly well to the military definition of stout once I met the lieutenant and the rest of the Coes and Bravos, but... Well, by stout, I mean just about one of everything you could possibly want. I carry quite a bit. Well, you carry them around on your person. One of them. The rest I keep back at the end. He, like, kind of peeks over towards your backpack. You were drunk, that... so no. No. That is my quality stuff that I don't want people taking. You're aware that lockboxes exist. Yeah, but you can't fit a whole keg in one. This typically. this sounds like justification, and you may want to seek the <laughs> services of the people of Abadar for help, if that's I what did. you're reaching out for. But that's I... why I'm not dead. <sighs> a pleasant evening to you, sir. And <laughs> she turns around and just starts walking. <laughs> so I'm going to 
start heading back. <laughs> I'd imagine bumping into Kahina about at a, this a point. Yeah, you, you, you get back. Yeah, you get back probably right around as Kahina's coming out of the Navin residence there. And I will relay the name and appearance of the individual again and say that we should probably follow her. I don't know that we really need to follow a two-bit wannabe bard around town. Oof. I mean... Maybe to hand her some ice? For that bird? <laughs> I mean, if you... If you think we really need to, I mean, we most definitely can. But she's just going to go back to Murkandas. Well, do you two want to follow her? I would like to follow her, but I am um, not... You're incredibly subtle. Yeah. You're great at subtlety. I mean, I... I could change into my other garb and definitely follow her. Alright. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, Alright. So give me a second. <laughs> we don't like we don't and I will specify. We don't need to follow her everywhere she goes. We just need to see where she goes. So you use your sleeves and mini garments real quick. And my mask and kinda and your mask and you change your appearance a bit as you follow at a, at a reasonable distance along behind Miss Hightoon as she goes and wherever I'm not it is. walking with Nell. I'm no, walking. Yeah, no, I'm see what I'm going to do. Idiots. This is the smart play. What I'm going to do is I am also going to be following around just eating, enjoying my day, staying in the same general vicinity as this woman as the very obvious hi I'm here so that Kahina is not noticed. I have a lot of general preparations. She's really not going very far. You follow her a couple blocks. Almost all of the like the major things that matter are seriously up in Northern Churchside. Like almost 100% of it. And she is not going anywhere outside of Northern Churchside. And as you follow her from the Navin residence, I'd say somewhere up here nearest to the encircling bower, past the Mysterium. She walks down the road, turns a corner, and ends up approaching a really large inn. Uh, it's a massive, three-winged, incredibly opulent tavern, uh, painted in uh, contrasting stark white walls with bright red, uh, almost like a, a reddish-orange supporting timbers all through it, giving it a, a striking appearance. The name, literally posted in massive, like, steel and gold filigreed letters across the front of this building here, is the Gilded Baldachin. And she heads inside. I think it's time for a drink. Not a tavern, it's an inn. Oh, an inn. It's not like a bar. This is like oh, a... It doesn't this have is like a, No, it's like a super high-class hotel. Okay. This is this has no part bar that you could just walk into and drink if you weren't already staying there. Or no restaurant or anything. Right, like no. This is just a super high-class, uh, like, almost like condos. Place to sleep. Exactly. Okay. 
So, after that, she's disappeared inside, there's not much to follow. You've seen where she went. That's what I wanted. It's probably where Makanda is staying. So meanwhile, back at home, Inori at some point takes some time to head out, gather some magical writing material, stuffers, scrolls, and whatnot, and Dara, I don't think, really goes anywhere. Dara, my deck, you're just actually staying home. Oh, I was going to go with Inori. Oh, Yay. well, you go with Inori. So two of you go out to pick up some some of that stuff. And like I said, that's really easy. It doesn't require a Mysterium appointment or anything like that. You guys can just grab that. That's easy. In particular about my inks, though. They, okay. they got to be a... Kind of well, nice. you made the shop in a few places before you find something that meets up to your standards, <laughs> but it's still nothing. It's it's not going to be difficult to find good writing supplies at market price. So you're not concerned with that one. And I'll probably ask Inori. Um, uh, so you know the bag of the that can carry a lot of stuff. Um, do you know where we would get one of those? Because we have one of them, but I feel like two would really be better than one because I cannot carry a whole lot. Probably. I would guess a magic shop of some sort. We know of, um, I guess we could ask around and see if there's any other that aren't the Mysterium that I could actually take my weapons into. <laughs> you know, less strict. Less stringent on the rules. There are definitely other uh, other smaller shops and there are a lot of traveling traders that pass through Yonmas. But significantly less these days since the Kadir and Bandit attacks have ramped up so hard. Uh, anyone that doesn't have the coin and the knowledge and ability to really guard their shipments has had a lot of problems. So finding anything particular in town is much less of a sure thing, especially as it goes up in value than it normally would be. So what are you looking for? A... Uh, uh, either a handy haversack or a minor bag of holding. But that said, you are still in a large town. A handy haversack is only 2,000 gold. But oh. rather than the normal 75% chance that you would be able to find what you're looking for here, in the current state of Yanmas, something like that, you're only going to have a 50% chance to be able to find it outside of, like, the Mysterium. So, with an 80... You can find a handy haversack on a, uh, a trader or in one of the smaller shops. Alright. Do you have pain? anything you're carrying that you could even put in it? Potions. Not yet, but I will eventually. <laughs> I mean, We're thinking potions. ahead! We're thinking ahead! <laughs> oh, um... Stuff to throw, maybe? Did we decide yeah, who's gonna carry the, uh... The banner? Yeah, we had this talk. Standard of conquest. Because I, I wasn't sure if Kahina wanted to keep it or if we wanted to we put it on We had it on, it on Kahina's glaive, but was that temporary? And or I thought we wanted to move it to, like, Nell. I, that's why I'm asking, because I, I wasn't sure that we decided where we were keeping it. That's really up to you, I guess, Kahina. I mean, if you... I mean, either. I... Roll a d6. I don't care who wants who's taking the it's, flag. I just I just figured with it uh, using it in con in conjunction with my song would make it easier for everyone. Can make it the ultimate in buff stick technology. Yeah, it's just one person controlling the buffs. Yeah. 
I accept this. All right, so we'll keep one it on thing for me to keep track of. Good way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> keep it on Keena's glyph. So, uh, was there anything else that you wanted in town in Nori and Dara? Mm, you need some of them fancy bolts. Well, I have actually done been doing some investigation, and I can actually make most of them myself, if given enough time. And I can make. Uh, I have, as I go around, I'm going to pick up like a couple different things that I think are cool. Um, I'm going to buy the first one. Uh, and then I will try and recreate that thing. Except for, you don't seem like the crafty type to me. You can make your own. Come on. Well, I feel like in uh, certain situations, we need them. And it's just practical that. I can make my, uh, them myself, so it's much cheaper than buying them. Practical or not, I don't, uh, I can't say I actually believe you can do it. Well, I will do it, and then I will show you that I can do it. Oh. <laughs> well, you showed me. <laughs> All right, so is Dara <laughs> getting his craft alchemy me. on? That's, I mean, that's that's kind of, I'm calling, calling him out right now, I think. I have already made the acid bolts, so I feel like... But I've never seen you make any. <laughs> he wants to watch the creative process. Watch the mildly acidic juices flow. I am now getting uh, slightly self-conscious. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean kind of like when I was like, hey, let me show you this new ability I can do. And then you punched me in the face before I was ready that time. I'm, I must have really misread that situation because I was... Fairly certain you asked me to punch you in the face. I did, I did. <laughs> but I was not I ready. Don't but bring reality into this. <laughs> All right, facts being facts, I may have underestimated your ability to hit somebody. That might have been on me. But then the second time, you did it again, and that, I mean, that, I, I, I haven't really forgotten that one. Would you like me to punch you again? You can try. <laughs> okay. No, let's not try to the street here, Dara. Get the Firewatch called on you guys. Uh, hello, guards. Let's start a street fight. I think they're fighting. <laughs> but I'm not actually sure. Don't worry, it is not domestic abuse. Oh, because... They get to yeah. be in a relationship for that. Exactly. This is just abuse. This is just regular, regular abuse. Everybody's going to be saying... Somebody pull that white hair woman off top that old man because he's about to die. How many times do we have to teach you this lesson, old man? <laughs> All right. Well, that aside, if you want to pick up some alchemical reagents to try and craft like acid bolts and stuff that you could find as easily as an or you could find magical writing supplies. So that's not terribly difficult either. Just take however much gold of crafting materials off that you want and then... While you have free time, you can make the checks to try and create some more of these bolts. But that aside, everyone ends up, uh, well, most of you, it's definitely Nell and Kahina, end up later, later in the day finding eight hours to rest back at your home and recover a point of damage from whatever stats you have damaged to. And then as day passes to evening, Baylor 
has got an appointment. <laughs> gonna put mm -hmm. big air quotes. There. He's got an appointment. With I got his no new, lead dwarf to see. His, <laughs> he's gotta go, gotta go talk to the ugly dwarf. We'll see you guys later. Wait, what? <laughs> so before he heads out to that, uh, you all meet back up. At, there would be a point at which you were all back here in this home that you're renting, uh, able to recount your day's adventures so everybody can catch everyone else up on what's happened during the day. If anyone has any part of that they want to discuss before Baylor, Baylor goes out to meet Hydra. Yeah, first thing, Dara actually thought that he was going to win a fight with me. I just want to put that out there immediately to everybody, then we can kick this thing off. Would you I say she stop. sticks out because she's the sore thumb? What? What? Hadriga? A little slow on that one. I feel like the uptake we 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 had passed the joke point, moved well, on no, to because the conversation. Nell's just hearing about this. Oh yeah, fair enough. That's it. okay. So that's his response to the Hadriga situation. <laughs> He's looking at Baylor like he thinks she's the sore thumb, and then everyone kind of looks at Nell like what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've just come the to usual accept way it. we look at Nell. Yeah, yeah. they've just come <laughs> it's to just accept a default it Nell general disapproval. But aside from that, no one has anything. We've all I got learned. A question for you. Okay, I have an how answer. Much progress did, well, how much progress did I make on the book? What are you trying <laughs> to do? What is I'm your just... goal? To refurbish the entire thing and then print it we're, and sell it. Yeah, we're going to print it and sell it and make money from it. We discussed this like a month ago. I like, didn't think you were serious. Oh, you... we absolutely were. So you want... He's upgrading the porn? Is yeah, that what the... and then we're going to print it and we're going to resell it. You want to take... We aren't doing any of that. You want to take the, the book. You well. found the Palace of Birds song, Talk Away <laughs> in the Armory. Improve upon it with Nell's artistic abilities. And then, Hire a printing okay. press. There were already better ones in yeah, I don't Penguin Brothers. You probably have like Bartleby's like eight-year-old fantasies and you're That's... just upgrading them. Yeah. Like, like what are you doing? Like why? <laughs> you well, can probably buy your own from scratch. Well no, because I have the skill and Kahina has, has the connections and we have a perfectly Is good this is this a situation where I can't believe this is a conversation we're having? Or the team, this is how the campaign is yeah, up. Do you, do you not think that like porn is available in Galarian? Because like I'm pretty sure if, if you think you have a, a new market, this is definitely a market that already exists. Mm -hmm. and it's yeah, honestly probably not much more expensive for the real thing. Dude, we live in this is a world with wizards and stuff. We've it's already like, met a walking. Uh... Yeah, no, the, the whole thought process here is I have skill, Kahina has connections, people pay for quality art. Doesn't matter what it is. Okay. Alright. I mean, that's that's fine by me. Uh you've you've worked on this book a couple of times, I think. One time. And it's oh, this is the really the first time? We had yep. the idea before, but it's the first time I've actually sat down and worked on it. It's not a terribly lengthy thing. I'd say it'd take you another Let's go D4. Let's say it take D4 days of work to refurbish this thing. Roll me a D4. D4 days of like DC 18 artist checks. Four. There's a so, lot of pages. It's it's it just takes a lot of time. You you hold yourself <laughs> to a high standard here. So yeah. that's one down. So you find three more days. We got enough downtime. You can sit down and work on your 
publication. Illustrations. You can, uh, illustrations. You can get them up to standards. All right. Anyway, I mean, there's Baylor's rules for using thing. perform and profession and stuff to make money. This is just adapting it to artistry. Yeah, this is just a uh, that. Is thing. that a, you officially being on board with this venture? That is me saying there is a precedent precedent for the mechanic. It sounds yeah, there, like you try to remain neutral there, Switzerland. Because you can definitely <laughs> use profession, uh, profession mm -hmm. checks to just make money weekly. You're basically going to do that with some investment to get it printed or hopefully higher returns. That works for me. Yeah, so, I mean, it doesn't matter what the subject is. It, it's, there's rules for it. Yeah, I mean, if there's not, I'm going to make it up. And I already got a plan for this. <laughs> so this is perfect. But anyway, we're going to move to Baylor's thing now because <laughs> I, I'm I, done I, with this thing for the time being. So I, I, I would point out that with the other bard going around saying things, we might want to be a little more vocal about the things that we have done. Um, yes, I was definitely thinking, well, you were talking about profession making money and doing The stuff. other bard is I, out barding. The other bard needs Only to go out and bard. we had our own bard to go bard. <laughs> <laughs> what this if bard we too to possessed bard. a bard? Gonna have a well, battle of the bards going I mean, on. <laughs> between the two things we've done, I don't think it's possible to take credit for the first one. Well, we can't talk yeah, about rescuing second. the chief enumerator. That's oh, fine, that but thing. we can yeah. definitely take credit for killing a bunch of Paraka. Hey, I even have stage props, as we actually have their heads. This sounds like the kind of thing I want to go along with. This would be fun to watch. You just kept all the Paraka heads. You just have those. Yeah. Oh, in a, wow. Just kept in a sec. Them. Okay. They're in a sack. Did you just throw them in your bag of holding with everything else? And that's all just covered. Hold on, hold on. I have six more doses of Unguent of Timelessness. No. I will hand that to Kahina. Well, we don't need one, them all. One, one dose can. Uh, one dose can preserve a medium creature. I'm going to say one dose can also preserve four heads of a medium creature. So. Yes. One dose of the Unguent of pilot Timelessness, and I'll go ahead and let you preserve four. I mean, Dibs. keeping heads is just a pastime of the party at this point. It clearly no. is, yes. We've got quite the head collection. Anyway. We left off. all our old heads back in Marat. Yeah, we got them. The Bandy Estate is still your estate. They're in your house. You're just out on business right now. You're on a business business trip. I'm going to stop giving you guys heads to mount. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> stop the but why? Piece. Jeez. You think you can control yourself from cutting off their heads? That seems very optimistic. That's very a, true. It's a really He's good gonna point. see enemies with low HP and just be like, I can't. I can't. We're gonna have to get into the ethics conversation here soon because the previous things you mounted were like magical beasts. Peraka we're, we're, are we're sentient creatures. We're not mounting these. We're using them as props. That's oh, that's way better. better. <laughs> that's the way. Oh, all right, never we're mind. That's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. Of course we are. That's why I'm basically is. I have she to actually, die the She has to perform oratory. She's gonna tell stories while she just has two parakeets <laughs> in her hands, just like, and then we killed this one. Alas, poor Div. Alas, poor Div. Wait, 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 wait. Does that mean that Kahina? Does that mean that Kahina and I can both go do this because I have perform comedy? Yes. I don't see why not. Yeah. All right, we're getting thrown out of the city. I don't know. Probably, but we'll do it in style. Baylor's thing. So, Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> Baylor. 
after sundown, after a few hours, where I would imagine the rest of the party, unless anyone wants to come with you to meet up with this dwarf, unless anyone wants to meet the ugly, <laughs> the ugly dwarf that could, no one wants to go. I want to. I want to meet your new future wife. I figured most of us want to go just to like watch this happen. Besides, you might need some sort you of. What a chaperone. Magical yeah. backup. Got to make right? sure you get her home before eleven. I guess. Yeah, maybe we can like wizard this and like give him a carriage and make him look pretty and stuff. You have a carriage. You <laughs> own a carriage. <laughs> We can upgrade it or something. I mean, uh, I was just going to talk to Volkus about like being able to perform at the bar, but whatever. I'm just gonna I, stay home and make stuff. Everybody but Dara. Everybody but Dara is heading to a simple flank to go meet Baylor's new girlfriend. Is that what we're doing? And Kahina and I will be dinner's entertainment. All right. So we're going to head down. I mean, I'm okay with this. This this works for me. We're going to head down to the tavern. It's a few hours after sundown. And at this point in the evening, it is certainly drinking time. And you are going to arrive to a, a simple flank that is far from empty and full of merriment. Already a uh, one bard performing, not Embla. Just a bard with a, with a lute in the back, just playing some songs, uh, sitting on a barrel near a table uh, with his hat upturned on the ground and a few copper pieces in it so far. Uh, as you arrive, I'm going to give you 50-50. Volkis happens to be there this evening, unless I told you, unless he told you when he would be there, because I think he actually might have. Did he tell you when he worked? I like the 50-50 because I don't remember. I know, he said he worked. I feel like he told you something, but I don't remember what it was. Yeah. He, 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 he said which night he had off, but I forget which one it was. Well, 55th, no, not, not okay. This is a uh, 18. Well, well I'm going to say tonight. <laughs> Tonight's the day he happens to have off on an 18. Um, that's actually more than one in seven, to be fair. Hopefully, he's getting a very good night's sleep for the first time in a long time. Did I write down what day he is off? Did I put this in my notes? No, but I'm going to. 18 is actually higher than one in seven. So I'd say it's not today. Let's say it's tomorrow. And then I'll have it written down. It'll be Oath Days. Because oh, Oath Days makes sense, too. I, I, Oath Day sounds right for what you said, anyway. Okay, cool. So he's off on Oath Days. So Volkus would be here, uh, busy and working. So he wouldn't be able to, like, take a ton of time out to, like, sit and uh, really discuss things with you. Because the tavern is fairly busy. But when he can, he can stop by and discuss whatever it is you want to talk about briefly. Uh, and if it's just that you want to perform here, he would tell you immediately. Oh, uh, of course. You don't need kind of permission or licenses to do that. No, if you want to entertain the folk here telling stories, playing instruments, you're more than welcome, please. Oh, boy. Excellent. Did you include that you are going to have severed heads? Or you no. just okay? Didn't think you would. Just just making sure. Didn't no, think so. I'm not so. saying anything. Just double checking. I mean, it'll be fun. <laughs> so you two are Nell and lead with the severed heads. Kahina no. Yeah, are she should probably include it at some point. Are perfectly fine to start up your evening's entertainment. And why don't you We're make Kahina, heads roll? Yeah. <laughs> Before I would do that, though, That's I would cheap. actually take a That's couple. Cheap. I would take like five gold 
and uh, the current bard that's playing and drop it in his hat and um, and smile at him. Who's going to be more than happy to take that and be like, oh, fantastic. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, milady. That's quite generous. Hmm? From one bard to another, Shellen helps her own. And he uh, looks... Uh, she does. You don't have a instrument of sorts. You're a singer. I, I'm not... Uh, well, I can sing, but I, pr- I uh, prefer to tell uh, stories that excite the eyes and the mind. Would you be interested in hearing one? We have a good one. Yeah, for five gold, I'd back you up. Excellent. Please. I can read. I, I, I can follow. And he starts to... Uh, play something a lot uh, uh, just more background less less lively mm-hmm. uh, behind you as you begin your oration so why don't you give me your perform oratory and now okay. if you want to uh, assist give me your perform you guys are forming comedy. a band <laughs> you're making bard <laughs> friends back together. we're getting the band back together uh, um, if I'm rolling assist should I even roll I can't fail yeah but I mean, if, uh, I mean roll you, anyway you, you don't want to see what you end up at always roll Always. Uh, 26 perform oratory and a 20 perform comedy. So you two are going to be back and forth. And uh, this new bard behind you is just playing his thing. And you're, you're telling, what, the Slaughterhouse Adventures, the story oh, of the Paraka? Right. The stories and starts and using the, um, the sleeves of many garments to change, like, my costume as I go along. Um, talking about the um, the uh, wave of nightmares that had plagued the fair city and a group of uh, heroes and how they found uh, I how they really found the trail. How good of an aid the sleeves of many garments would be. To oh, so good. Because you can just hard the item. Yeah, you got you got the on-demand costumes. Mm-hmm. That, I didn't even think about that. That is absolutely barred the item. Oh, the 26, and uh, with him, uh, with Nell aiding for the 20, you definitely got a good story to tell, and you are very much going to get the attention of the entire side of the room you're on, and even some people across the simple flank are going to be listening, uh, definitely going to be listening intently as you're telling this tale. And they'd join in with cheers and huzzas and but booing as the story may... Uh, may need for the arrival of these Paraka. Mm-hmm. But there, what? <laughs> laughing at Nell. It's <laughs> reformed comedy as he somehow makes Light wasps, of his own swarms, death. and slaughters <laughs> and the story of how he got murdered yesterday. This morning! It wasn't even yesterday! Oh, he well, got murdered this what morning! I'm, doing, I'm adding More. the humor and sunshine to a dramatic story. Mm-hmm. The comic relief. Well, we've got their support. Meanwhile, Inori, I imagine you just... Are you going with Baylor? You want to actually go meet this dwarf? You are also... Uh, no, I, I'll break off and leave, give him his, his space. I was going to go get a drink, sit was, down, and uh, maybe time. ask CR and how he's doing. I haven't heard from him in a while. That's a good point. We have We're here to observe. And uh, <laughs> ask CR and how he's doing. What? I haven't heard from him in a while. He's He's been real quiet ever since, you know... Kind of I took normally over have a need for words. What are you fishing no. for here? <laughs> Why do I have to be fishing to talk to my friend? 
you need to learn this this friend thing. I don't know if you really quite understand how depressing this whole situation is. The story of the White Raven, her only friend, a piece of sharp metal. You could tell Kahina to sing about that one. What about your story? And what you want to accomplish? You know what I'm all about. That's not going to change whether you help me or not. What do you need to be done? Maybe we can help each other. I don't think you understand that I'm willing to do whatever it takes. Well, to do whatever it takes on your side, sure, but those aren't words to say lightly. That's quite a promise, girl. I'm quite serious. You, um, you were, you, I don't know how aware you were of me when you were with him, if you were conscious to it or whatnot, but, uh, he was everything to me, CR, and I don't know if you knew that or how what he said about me, but uh, honestly, every every slip hour that slips by just screams that I've failed him. You know, it, and I live with that daily. I don't know what you think you could have done. You were halfway across Taldor. The man still draws breath, and that's a problem. And he stops for a second, like he's thinking. You know what? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't, I don't know if I necessarily misjudged you, perhaps. So much as underestimated you. A lot of people have. Or maybe you've around. just grown. There wasn't much to underestimate for... A few years of just hunting low coin bounties, it seemed, but this is the first time I've seen you really dedicate yourself to something. The first time I'd have a chance of believing that you'd do anything. You know, when this is all over here, this business with the throne and Stavian this and Pytherius that. Whatever puppet ends up sitting with that <laughs> primogen crown on their head. I don't think it's impossible you could find Jareth. Find? What about, uh, kill? 50-50. But well, no one can take those better. odds. Oh, trust me. This is including all of my help. Everything you've run into so far in this adventure, you've been able to just walk up and you know, swing me at her. Shoot a couple of pretty lights their way. Jared doesn't operate like that. This isn't going to be a fight you're just walking into. You're not going to walk into a ring with the man and throw down the gauntlet. As soon as Jareth learns you're on to him. What's the situation, though? Does he even know I exist? How much did he know my father? Does he Well, that's know a strange I question. I figure as far as he was concerned, your father was just a mark. 
Getting too close. Just another pawn in a game. Hmm. I imagine if you'd taken the time to really look into the man or figured he was more than just a speck, he'd have been dead already before he got the chance to learn Jared's name. So it seems like he got the benefit of the surprise going for you. He certainly doesn't know about me. No, that's you're the wild card here. Element As of I always helps am. A lot. Here's the problem. Okay. Regardless of what we do with the crown, Jareth, your dad's funerary urn, any of that, none of this matters, and I want you to understand that. I don't know how you can say that. Because I mean, as long as Panavar has the psychotrex, nothing anyone here does is important. I heard you mention that when you when you took over the psychotrex. What exactly is that? The less you know about it, the better. And that's not something I'm going to change on. But it needs to be destroyed. You think... Well me, or that crossbow Dara's got, or even the Primogen crown itself, even if it does hold the infinite wisdom of all the rulers of Taldor, whatever it is they say, holds a candle to the power of that thing. You haven't learned much about magic at all. Wow. So you're talking like a doomsday weapon then. The Doomsday weapon implies it's only got one purpose. Imagine you took that single-minded power and had the ability to apply it in any direction you wanted. You could manipulate minds, souls, the very threat of life and death itself. Trust me. This is a power nobody should have, and certainly no sh nobody should be using. I'm gonna hold you to this. We're gonna track it down. We're going to find Panavar, and we're gonna destroy the Psychotrax. If we're not, you hand me over to someone more capable. If, if that's your aim, and you know, we got all the cards on the table here, I will do whatever it takes. Like I said, if that's what you need to get done, we will get it done. With that kind of dedication, hopefully you find Jareth before he finds you. Fingers crossed, pal. Maybe you could watch my back, though. He doesn't reply to that. Finish my so beer. So while you're <laughs> off in the corner, drinking, talking to Ciaran, learning elsewhere Baylor would have immediately been recognized by Hudriga. Uh, when, how, when did you get here exactly? Is this like a couple hours after sundown or like an hour after sundown? When exactly we arriving? Because she would have gotten here as soon as she could. I mean, I would have set enough time make sure things would have been okay after stuff finished up at the bower and then Come by. Probably get here a little before she does. And as you're sitting down and Kane and Nell start telling their co-op story off by the hearth, Hadriga comes in, looks around the bar briefly, 
and sees Bellar and raises her hand again, super excited. Just as the, uh, just the excitable little bunny rabbit she was the first time. And uh, this time, not outside the Mysterium, you can see that she has like a, a bandolier across her chest with several little green vials and uh, there's a couple of bright red spherical glass bottles hanging from her belt. And she's got like a weird, almost like a, a sconce on a chain hanging down from the other side that looks like it's just open and empty right now. You know, general alchemist shenanigans alchemist paraphernalia alchemist paraphernalia and uh she comes in and takes up a seat next to you oh i uh it's a pleasure to see you again sir ladless i i'd worried that you know with how busy your life must be something might have come up but oh it's fantastic did you bring your book spellbook no, the, the trigger is on the Dumbo Boy. It's okay, I've got a copy. And she reaches into a bag and pulls it out and puts it on the table. And as she opens this up, all up and down the margins, she's got this thing annotated to Helen back with all kinds of uh, thoughts and ideas and questions. And she's just flipping through it. So, I... I I'm sorry, can I get you a drink? You already have a drink. When'd you get here? Not too long ago. Had some, uh friends were actually performing here tonight. And she uh, I... looks around to the group of what appears to be three bards, one of which is just wearing full plate for some reason, <laughs> off in the corner. And she looks over. Oh, some friends too. I've, uh... I've actually heard... Yeah, your uh, your team from Marat. They live with you here with the Dumbo Boy, right? Hey. Oh, that's the one from the, uh, the Tale of the Iron Lash, then. It's a good story, uh, but that's 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 beside the point. It, it's just songs and entertainment. But uh, this, and she's flipping through the book again. I had so many questions to ask you, I, but did you really get them to give you this sword of theirs? I didn't so much get them to as they offered it up as an apology. They apologize to man folk. They were intruding their very house. This is this is unheard of. I I gotta admit, I don't understand a bit of it. And uh if you're not gonna stop her, she is literally gonna go off about Dubba Boy for the next like hour going through this, this thing of this. I, I, this is, I'd let her go for a while. This is actually what she wants. She's, she's not kidding. There's no false pretenses here. She's super excited mm -hmm. about the potential of this. And this is this is really what Hundrega wants to get into. So later on the evening it's Kahina and Nell are wrapping up their story with the other bard and getting a, a, a from the people around the tavern who don't really know any better, a pretty good shower of silver pieces tossed into the other bard's hat here. <laughs> Which he would... I mean, I would be perfectly fine letting that happen. Yeah, we're just gonna let him keep it. We don't need it. Uh, yeah, he'd he, he definitely hold it up for you, for you to take some, and if you if you just brush him off, he'd just smile and, uh... <laughs> Thanks for the backup! Scoop all up into a bag. Oh, if this is to pay any time, you, you're fantastic! Where'd you study? The, the Bard College in Obara. Right here in pubs and taverns like this. 
Well, you, uh, I can tell so much. The style seems to be more, <laughs> well, the drinking fair. But you're storytelling. This damn enraptured. I was backing you up myself. So, so fantastic. Well, thank you. And he would nod and... I hope you will remember it and you can make a good song out of it. Head, him, head his way out for the evening. Uh, strap up his lute and everything and go. Inori. And we, and you went, I want to head and meet the dwarf. Oh, you're going to head over to the table oh, yeah. while we're talking to Hundrigo. Oh, so yeah. you, you head over while Hundrigo is, is, is still going through this book. And she looks up and again raises her hand. Aye! Uh, pleasure to meet the lot of you. You're <gasps> from descriptions. You, you must be Miss Abendego. I am. You are... You were the fighter one. I, I don't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Nell. Nell! Nell Stalwart. That was what it was. I knew the name was a funny pun, but I couldn't remember what it was. I, uh, a pleasure to meet all of you. Oh, did you, are you still talking about the Domovoy? Well, looking through what we can, I, uh... There's a lot of potential here, but... Uh, I don't really know how possible it's going to be to bring any, any kind of fey magic into... It's something that we can use, no whether alchemy or otherwise. But the prospect is interesting, as a thought experiment, if nothing else. Well, would you ever have a chance to get down to Marat? You're more than welcome to come and stay with us and meet them yourself. <laughs> oh, possibly sometime far in the future, maybe, but... While the Twilight's children are still trying to make a name for themselves here, uh, Vodrigan needs me. And I can't leave him twisting in the wind. Oh, I didn't know that you, uh... Do you perform with them? We were there the other night. I didn't see you. No, oh, I'm their alchemist. I oh. bear all, all sorts of tinctures and potions for them. Uh, effects for the show. I I keep oh, the, the machinery running. Uh, the mist, aye. The mist. That whole steam works is a right mess from below. But, uh... It's, it's an interesting enough job. But it does leave me a fair amount of time to my own experiments, but not much to travel, really. Mm. I'd imagine they'd want to keep you close by for if anything went wrong, of course. It's certainly something that they, we all take very seriously, and this, it's its almost the centerpiece of the show, really, this this sparkling golden mist. I, I think it's over the top, personally, but Vadrigan's really in love with the whole effect. It's a beautiful effect. I would love to have some of it for some of my stage shows back in Apara. Is he? Is this going to be a trade secret for them only? Or are you willing to expand to uh, other theater troops? Ah, it's it's not a theater troupe per se, and I. Well, I, I know, hardly I'm, imagine Vadrigan's going to be interested in sharing the workings of his uh, his productions for now. Well, this is true. Besides, rigging the whole thing up, all the pipe works down to the basements below where we're running the thing. It's it's a real mess to install. It's it's not a mm. as simple as spraying water in the air. Oh, There's no. a lot of yeah. a lot of fiddling, a lot of pressure and valves that need need dealt with constantly and. And it would have to be in a in a place where it would have to stay together. It wouldn't be as easy to do like a moving. Like oh, exactly. From, from the bower's yeah. a perfect shape for it. The whole theater itself is a big dish. 
So all the mist collects around the stage and doesn't really have any opportunity to spread outward. Oh, that does make a lot more. I, I hadn't noticed that shape before, but that is very interesting. I wonder if we could. That's a damn miracle. That. He found the building early. Uh, with anything else, it'd be almost impossible for a setup such as this. Uh, in a proper theater, you'd have the effect, maybe on the stage, the front couple of rows, perhaps. Right. But with how the bower's set up, especially with the second floor being out of commission. It's easy enough to make the whole thing seem as if it's all one big cloud. It's the effect we're more or less mm. going for, but it's it's interesting work. It's as much engineering as it is alchemy or magic. Maybe they just found the location and saw an opportunity. I perhaps. Ever since I've been brought on, though, he's had a vision, and I've been doing my best to bring it to life. It's fascinating. The whole the whole story, especially. Um, considering uh, that we are envoys of uh, Princess Eutropia, you know, our brother being the centerpiece of the entire thing. I didn't know that. Your uh, Eutropia's uh, envoys mm. delegates? Interesting. Yes. Well, I feel like I've uh, taken it off of your evening, Solanus. I appreciate your insights very much, and meeting all of you has been a damn pleasure. Uh, truly, thank you for your time. And she. Uh, the invitation still and... stands for any time that you would like to come and visit with the Domovoy. We always welcome visitors, friends. I'd certainly love to see if I could make the time to interact with Faye if they appreciate visitors, mm -hmm. but. It, it, work around the, uh, our schedule. I I don't think I'll be able to make the, the opportunity, unfortunately. But I've worked can to I, do. Can I sense motive? Because as soon as Eutropia was mentioned, she kind of flaked. Does this require a sense motive? <laughs> I don't think it does. <laughs> is it because of us, or is it because of Ro okay, wait, for roll, me, roll me a sense motive. Go ahead and go ahead and throw one. Like, I want the more specific... Okay, yeah, you can give me a sense motive. With a... 17. And let me see. Because, I mean, obviously she doesn't like hearing that, but I I'm curious if Does she if have it's... stats? Does she have a bluff? Because <laughs> I, I, regardless of whether she's lying, I got to roll yeah. counter bluff if she has it. But I got to double check. Do you have stats? I mean, roll a raw d20 to see if it matters, I guess. I don't know. Oh, wow. Yeah, you okay. She's not bluffing that one. All right. Wow, you are a dwarf. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> not much uh, on the charisma. Strikingly unattractive apparently translates to six charisma, just for future yeah. reference. So <laughs> she's definitely not getting the bluff off on that one. Um, so you definitely pick up... As soon as you mention Eutropia... And it's not you guys, it's the mention of you being anyway associated with Eutropia. She literally cannot get out of their faster. Like, she is. Uh, slides her book back into, well, Baylor's book, rather, back into her bag, wishes y'all goodnight, and practically bolts out of the tavern. Like she did something wrong. I feel bad. We could have probably gotten a lot more information out of her. I apologize. That's... I just assumed everybody knew who we were. Well, well that, that is was information. Know. 
Yeah. We should follow her. <laughs> Is it the following people day? I'll just look over at Kahina and, uh... I'm on it! And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to disguise yourself again and follow her, to no surprise, she is going to head straight back to the Encircling Tower. What you are going to learn, as she heads up to the Bower, she does what appears to be a specific pair of knocks, followed by a second pair of knocks on the door, to which one of the other dwarves that's guiding the door opens it. She hurries inside and they close the door again. Did we hear how many it was? Yeah, can I? Yeah, can Kahino, I roll? Kahino, you would, uh, I mean, it, she's not, she, she's in a hurry to get back in there and she's not in any, uh, in any way really checking, like not expecting you guys to follow her back or anything. So you would easily be able to pick up. You could, you could replicate that and you could bring I it have... back to the party. Just like. <laughs> in the immortal words of Nell, I have an idea. <laughs> I'm rubbing off on people. All right, so... so Kahina would double back and let them know, and I would let oh, them yeah, know yeah. what I saw. I thought we were all together. Nope, yeah. just... I uh, think that was just Kahina was following her because oh, she's well, got the I mean, sleeves and uh, mini garments and they're like, she can disguise herself real yep. quick. I mean, she didn't, she didn't see Inori because Inori was by herself drinking. So That's Inori could have very well Inori's gone point. with Kahina. Inori is also very... Obvious. Noticeable <laughs> in general. This is true. You have a it's very, the hair, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it, 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 it yeah, a little, yeah, a little bit. recognized you two as being with well, me from Mirai. This is I true. Okay, so yeah, just Kahina. And when she comes back, yeah, I figured it was just yeah. Kahina. But then she then can I come back say. and tell the rest of you what she saw. Okay. And you would have, you would know the knock that she'd done to get inside the bower. If we really want to get in there, and I don't know if you guys do. I could create an illusion of this person and you could do that knock on the door and she could be standing out there again and then now could just walk in. I don't know. Well, what I'm thinking is we hold on to this information for now, learn what we can and then just walk in. And by walk in, I mean have them open the door and go in. <laughs> That's what I mean. They will open the door because they will see her out there doing the knock again. We'll see. I could literally make an illusion of her. They yeah. can't see out the door until they open it. There's not like a window or a slit or anything in it. Well, she'll be standing there until they, I mean, it's... Yeah, I'm just saying like they won't see anything until the door is opened. But for now, we should hold on to this and we, we should not jump the gun. We don't know what we're going to do once we're inside yet. Yeah, we don't have any reason to just be barging in there right now. We could just go inside because they already. But it would be interesting to see that after this knowledge, whether they would let us back in for the show or not, or if we're suddenly barred. Was that? I mean, barred joke. It doesn't matter if they let us back in. We've already seen what we need to see. Well, you guys did. That's true. You guys did. uh... C1 service already, and it's a fair safe assumption that most of them are not terribly different. But is there anything else that you want to do tonight before you head back to rest? No, I mean, we spread we spread our story much better than she did, probably. You're barding! Barding we barded. And not only did we bard, we passed off and uh, to another bard who will then start singing said things. So that's 
networking. As you head back uh, to your home to rest for the evening, Kahina, you've felt throughout the day a little bit of an itch in your throat, and as it gets later, it's starting to get more and more sore. It's all that barding she's been doing. Bit too much. Been a lot of barding. Been of maximum over barding. Yep. She might literally think that's all it is too. <laughs> Imagine if you sing all the time. Have some tea before bed. Hmm. But you make it back to your home. You rest for the evening, and finally, the longest day in history. <laughs> Yeah. comes to an end because we have gone far from the <laughs> sessions where we span like two weeks in one session that is that day was like four sessions <laughs> because it was the entirety of the slaughterhouse until just now and as you lay down to rest for the night you all recover one more point back into whatever stats you have damage in but when you wake up in the morning, Kahina feels the freaking fingers of death reaching out for her. And over the night, her sore throat has gone to a point where she just barely even has the strength to stand up out of bed. You lose four constitution and one charisma and you are fatigued. Ouch. Let's take a break. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Mailer's advice was... Baraka might have disease. Who knew? <laughs> it's, it's not like you met two horrifically diseased individuals in the slaughterhouse that have been exposed to Paraka for a couple oh. days that may have warned you this could possibly be coming. Mm-hmm. Time to go find a cleric with some cure disease. Is that uh, Nell would definitely also had it if he hadn't died because race dead cures diseases. So tactical murder. <laughs> he didn't have to get diseased because he died, and now he's not diseased anymore. But uh, that's a that's gonna be an oof. Yeah, that's gonna be a big oof. On well, the, uh, the con I can get back after a night's rest, or the uh. Yeah, the charisma I get back yeah, after a night's yeah, rest, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. If I just go get some of the con healed, I'll be fine. Because, oh no, my charisma's down from 20 to 19. Uh, it does drop you a modifier, which is mildly annoying. But yeah, you'll get that yeah. back when you sleep before you take more charisma damage. So Don't forget mm -hmm. to drink an anti-plague. Also not a bad idea to get mm -hmm. that bonus against the, as on the saving throw. Yeah. Because it's or just, just cure a, disease it. How much are yeah, those, by the way? Cure disease. Cure, yeah, you're Antiplex. at the point now where that's not beyond reasoning. Cure disease is really not super. I, I think it's third level. I think it's third. That's I just got disease. 300 platinum. Pretty sure we can go cure disease. Yeah, it's it's 150 gold. Yeah, let's do that. For a third level and, uh, cast. And a good cleric. old restoration while we're yeah. at it. Remove disease did is not very expensive. Did, uh, did the old man give you my stick back? Oh no, did he? No, he didn't. He actually did not. No. Jerk. <laughs> yes, that dude stole your stick. I'll, I'll go pick up Baylor a nice, a nice walking stick. Uh, but he likes that one. The bad that news is pick. that remove disease only has a chance. Yeah, it's it's chance. It's a cash level check. 
so 150 gold may get you nothing. But it may cure the disease. And even if it does cure the disease, it doesn't give you the con back and you're still fatigued. But something, right? Yeah. If Abadar's just not really feeling it, he feels like you're a bit of a heretic. He might not cure you. So waking up in the morning, you would probably very quickly be alerted to Kahita's plight as she looks like a ghoul. Uh, which I'm going to attribute to one. like, oh god, I'm dying. The minus one charisma to is the fact that you look like a ghoul. And, uh, like, you would feel dramatically more tired than before you went to sleep. Which is the, uh, <laughs> the fatigued. And the four con damage is you feel like you're dying. Mm-hmm. Not, like, a, a, as a joke, either. It is legitimately... You feel like you are actually dying. Forcon is a lot. Ask Nell. <laughs> Ask Nell. He felt like he was dying, and then he died. So. Wow. Well, no, no. He got better. Gentlemen, that's I passed right out there. first. I didn't feel myself dying. You didn't feel anything. No. I mean, you felt yourself <laughs> dying. You yeah. then became unconscious, and then you then died. Yeah. And, I understand. You know, four cons huge too. We especially a, if I had the same con as now. In, I had a really, really funny realization yesterday, uh, and I had to go look. I didn't realize uh, at first. I didn't see the little claws in Ray's dead where it cures. Uh, it only cures non-magical diseases. It's from the Paraka. It does con damage, and Nell had one con and he was raised. So if you had gone with if you go with Nell's plan and it was a magical disease because you don't want to get restored. You would have paid all that money to have him raised deaded and restored, and then he would have immediately died in his sleep to con damage from this oh, disease. <laughs> Which would have probably been the saddest thing I've ever seen happen in all of Pathfinder. Wake up dead again, go back for a refund. You're like, hey, I ordered a raise dead, and my friend is still dead. What happened? <laughs> Do you have a customer service department I can speak with, sir? Oh, Is that man. a one-week warranty on your raise? <laughs> he was asleep oh, and he's dead man. again? <laughs> oh, I feel like man. that's the kind of situation where you could argue, like, what did you do to him? Why is he dead again? And, yeah, like, that's not how raise dead works. No, but the good news is it is not actually a magical disease. So he got cured. And also he got his con back anyway. So Nell's fine. It's just Kahina. Uh, the rest of you would also start feeling a little sick in the morning. Because, I mean, this what? stuff, you always generally feel it when you're waking up. And after your slaughterhouse fun fiesta yesterday, nobody feels great. But none of the rest of you are mechanically impacted. Yet. I mean, <laughs> when everything is said and done, I feel perfect. I don't even feel a sore throat. Because all the... You actually, you, you do feel completely fine. Because all... Forms of physical disease or infection were removed from me by Res Dead. So you are well, perfectly good. fine. You can carry me to the church of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's your turn. <laughs> Firemen carry you over my shoulder. So No, princess carry I'm a princess. You bridal <laughs> carry me. Today's well bridal carry me, I'm a princess. Today's morning is going to be a trip to the <laughs> Temple of Abadar to see what we can do about these sicknesses. <laughs> Keen is like, up, up, I want upsies. And as you head out into town, 
uh, fairly early on in the morning, not long after the dawn. Business is just starting to pick up. You walk to church side again and into the chapel of Abadar and consult with the clerics there for a removed disease spell. Uh, the cleric, uh, one of the two clerics that is there right now can certainly do that for you. Uh, like I said, it's going to be 150 gold minus your discount would be 120 gold. And each of them have enough magic to cast it on you once if the first one fails. But the 120 gold tithing to Abadar gets you one casting of the spell, whether it works or not. They and Chad, did you put the... I was giving the 300 platinum to you to put it back into the group. Okay. Good. I didn't I... keep it. Yeah, I didn't add it to the sheet yeah, yet. Yeah, so add 300 and then take off 12 uh, for a remove disease. And let me see if this little cleric boy can do it. So the first one, as you pay him, is going to weave Can I buff magic. him? <laughs> can you buff his caster level? No. <laughs> I can then... buff his roll. Do you have some... Do any of your performances apply to caster level checks? Because it is a caster level check. I don't think any of them do. I think you have... It's saving throws and morale yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah you have inspired you can give him a courage if you want. battle things. Yeah, I mean, Baylor can give him a ring reroll if he wants. But uh, other than that, I don't think you have any way to buff his casting of remove disease. Uh, I could have if I prepared it, I think. You know, this is, well, you would have prepared spells after you knew Kena was sick, because that's something you do in the morning, well, so you you could prepare uh, it. Well, it's... Let me see. Is it, it's uh, a skill check, is it? No, it's what, a cast, cast level check. Okay, well, then no, I couldn't. It's just for skill check. I didn't check. think so. There's not a lot of stuff that enhances uh -huh. cast level checks. But, Baylor, do you want to give him a use of your ring? I Yeah. No reason not to. So he is going to briefly check you over. He is going to make a heal check. And as he does, this is, uh, this seems to be very severe. Uh, you say this onset just overnight. Would you have told yes. him about the Paraka or anything? Or just, I need to remove disease. We've told like half the city at this point. That's what I'm asking. Like, I'm pretty sure you would we tell should, And the chief enumerator knows how he now died. The chief died. enumerator is in witness protection in the council Ooh. hall. He's not down here. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if you tell him about that, you say, I I'm not familiar with these creatures, but I'm truly concerned about the strength of this disease. But I will do what I can and cast the spell. And with a 17, did you say you wanted to give him your thing? I mean, I he's gonna said I was going to do it, so he's I'll still gonna, do it. But. He's going to take his roll. Because, I mean, he's, he's going to take the 17. You did actually beat him. You did get an 18, but he's going to take his roll because he wouldn't know you got an 18 because that's mechanics. And with a 22, he focuses his magic, casts the spell, and you don't really feel any different. Because it doesn't affect the symptoms or anything. It's not going to affect the mm -hmm. fatigue or the con damage or any of that. He says, well, that's what I can do for now. Uh, the, the problem with magic such as these, especially these 
monstrous diseases is it's difficult to properly tell if it's been eradicated from the body without simply waiting to see if it gets worse. I would recommend a quarantine. Okay. I don't know, again, the specifics of this creature, but based on its symptoms, this disease does seem like one that can be powerfully contagious. Okay. We can keep her here, if you wish, uh, to watch over and make sure that nothing gets worse and so we can apply further magic if necessary. Uh, five gold, we can watch her for the day and night. Are you okay with that, Kahina? I mean, do I have much of a choice? Of course, you're free to return to your home, but if you do, I recommend you do not leave it again. Unless you need further use of our services, and even if so, we would ask that you send one of your allies here to call us there, rather than risk exposing the city to whatever this plague may be. You know, lean over to Anori, I'm like, so how full was that bar last night? No. Or she starts thinking about back to the drink for everyone. And the uh, the other cleric woman speaks up. And if you wish for safety, we I can cast the spell again. We have enough magic to do it one more time between the two of us. To be sure, but again, there's no guaranteeing either way. Would you be able to do a restoration? Yes, afterwards? that we can do. That is a simpler magic. Uh, wait, a restoration or a lesser restoration? How many's? A lesser, lesser restoration person? will give you D four back. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, yeah, that they can do. That's a simpler. Yeah, D four con. That that's, that's only just... fifty gold to have that cast on yeah, you. We've got that. That's pretty cheap. So, what do you want? Did you say all three, me, Inori, and Dara, are feeling not great? You you're feeling like the onset of, like the onset of a cold, like oh, maybe how no. she felt last night. Like your throats are kind of stuffy. You got a bit of a cough. Your sinuses feel kind of packed up. You guys didn't take the claws to the face like five times like I did. Y'all are so. feeling the general effects of being in a disgusting place. I've been in a lot of disgusting. We could get like physically checked over while we're here too. You they could yeah they could definitely give you heal checks as well. Um so I will get. One more heal check from a, one of the clerics and then assisting, and we'll just look at one of the rest of you. So as they sit, who wants to volunteer? Who's the guinea pig? Who's getting, who wants to, okay, Dara. Dara <laughs> doesn't want to die of sickness. Dara sits down, and uh, you volunteer to be inspected by the cleric. They got the tongue depressor. They got like a kind of medieval version of the ear probing device. They literally uh, cast light, touch the tip of it, and stick it in. We have magic. We can do ma- amazing medical things here. And basically, it's just like a checkup, uh, a lower technology doctor checkup. Because this is just them using their physician's training to see what they can figure out. And as they both kind of consult a bit, I speak up again. I. I don't see anything to indicate that what you're suffering from here is any worse than a, a common infection. But given the state of your friend here, Miss uh, Miss Abendego, 
I worry. But she is certainly showing symptoms and reactions that are very different from what you're presenting. Uh, what it looks like here is a very simple onset of filth fever. You said you fought these Paraka in an abandoned slaughterhouse, and sure it was a bloody mess. This hopefully could be something simple. They didn't lay hands on anyone but you two, right? I'm pointing at Kana and Nell. Mm -hmm. I don't I believe know so. Then Took the a nasty hit from that grinder thing, though. The only worry I would have, I'd certainly be careful. Watch it. But I wouldn't say unless you have coin to spare. It seems like anything that needs magical treatment on the surface. If it gets any worse, though, based on her state, I'd recommend you have it dispelled. Sounds like we're making a trip to the nearest alchemical shop for some anti-plagues. That would be a good Everyone idea. Everyone gets a shot of NyQuil. That'd be a fantastic idea for all of you, just to make sure. Uh, stave off whatever could possibly be growing in, but it doesn't... You're not presenting with anything similar to what Miss Abendego has. And hopefully it's nothing. Adventures like that are known to come with their consequences the day after. I guess uh, I will stay here then. So do Unless you want some... any, do you want a lesser restoration? Do you want another remove yeah. disease? Let's do the lesser restoration. All right, so that's only 50 gold. And they'll be able to cast that on you pretty easily. And you will get three con back. So you'll Ooh, get the nice. last one back from resting. That's the best value you could have gotten. Yeah, five gold for that spell. Another five gold to stay here and have them make sure nothing gets worse. You don't think you guys got sick from your performance last night? I mean, it's kind of nasty. It was... Well, because if that's the case, I would be sick too. It's the claws. They got those nasty fingers. No just, just covering all the bases. Zero bites. <laughs> Zero bites on that bait. So, I'm going to leave Kahina here in the Temple of Abadar. The rest of you are free to return back home or to whatever it is you want to do with your day. But as you head back into these streets with the sun rising and the morning moving on, there would be several criers throughout the streets, waving bells, uh, yelling announcements, Hear ye! Hear ye! The Baron, his health, restoring at a miracle pace, has called a, count, uh, a town meet at the crest of Mercantile Hill tomorrow when the sun's at its peak. He wishes to address his people and honor those who have aided in his swift recovery. And just going through town repeating and they're spread throughout doing these shoutouts and when you make it back to your house as you get there a face you recognize uh is turning away from the door little halfling gregor hamble and he turns around ah oh fantastic i, I was looking for you hoping i could send you an invitation on behalf of the baron and the Mercantile Council. They 
I want you to appear up at the Mercantile Hall tomorrow for the festivities at noon. Will there be food and drinks? <laughs> of course. It's not much of a massive formal party or parade or anything, but the Mercantile Council wishes to thank you personally for your services in the slaughterhouse yesterday. They've been updated on the situation from Enumerator Palliator, and the Baron's already beginning to recover. Excellent news. That's fantastic news for the city as a whole. Uh, will you be able to join us? Of course. I... <sighs> okay. Great. Uh, I'll send the word to the Baron. If you could, please be outside the Mercantile Council Chambers an hour before noon tomorrow. We can make preparations. Can certainly do so. And he would hand you uh, an envelope that was uh, inscribed on the front with a pretty spectacularly extravagant calligraphy of the Baron's full accounts and titles. That has uh, basically just the same thing he said inside. A formal, proper, cordial paper invitation. And heads One of those titles is in. probably not listed, huh? <laughs> what? One of those... Oh, never mind. I was thinking somebody else. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to say, like, are you thinking Great Kingmaker? Because that's Mercantis. Yeah, that's not the Baron. Wrong guy. Wrong person. As soon as we're wrong. back in our room, I'm going to look at Baylor and I'm going to say, put the heads in the bag of holding. Just so if Mercantis tries to take credit for what we did, we can pull out heads that they can't take from us as evidence. Can you say that again, Nell? Because I didn't, I didn't hear. I mean, did, did did you not put them back in there when you were done? No, they're in, a, in they're the in bag like of holding, just grossing all over everything. Take the heads no, out of the bag. No, put them in the bag of away saying that out loud. Just walks <laughs> away from everything. The heads are still in just a bag. Like they're in a sack. They're in cloth. They're not yeah, in the bag. Of holding. You want to put them in the bag of holding. Yeah, so that they're hidden. Where the so nice things are. Yeah. I mean, we can put the bag in the I'm bag. Saying, I guess the I'm whole saying sack put the whole thing <laughs> in the bag of holding where it can't be taken. How is it less stealable in the bag of holding than it is in the bag of regular? Because he keeps the bag of holding on his body. You keep the bag of regular on your body, do you not? Not the bag of heads. We left like we left it in the room. Oh, I literally just assumed you were carrying around four Piraka heads at all times. No, we took it with us and so we got it back and we left it there. <laughs> all right, fair enough. <laughs> It's hard to the perform the comedy, side. juggling the heads. Yeah. <laughs> he probably did that last night at the show. Anyway, with you all now slightly worried about Cygnus and Kahina stuck for the moment up on the hill, or not on the hill, in the Temple of Abadar, making sure nothing gets worse. I don't know if there's much any of you want to do today rather than just wait for tomorrow and the Mercantile Council's meeting. I'm going to work on my book. Of course you are. I'm going to find a secluded place and train where no one can see me. All right. So that's uh, now who's getting self-conscious? Artistry painting check. Oh, Let's see think? what we get. That's twenty. 20. Right, day of progress. That's three days left. Two days left. Two days left. You, no D four. D four was the total. Oh, I you thought that was, was you already did on one. That, that wasn't more. That was the total. Okay. So uh, two days left. And you wait the day up. I... Yes. And if we got the full day and we're not doing much, I could see about getting an appointment at the Mysterium. 
Okay. That's that's totally doable. Uh, if you want to head up at some point to the Mysterium and ask, they definitely have an opportunity. Uh, Merzad will see you. And there's an item I would like to bring in to have it further inspected. Alrighty. So after an hour, uh, the Mysterium is prepped and you are allowed inside. Uh, they do the same thing they did before. Take all your magical items, your spell book, your spell component pouch, except whatever it is you want to have inspected, which is what? The is Ring the of ring? Mind Shielding. Oh, the Ring of Mind Shielding. Oh, I thought it was going to be the Envoy Ring. All right, fair enough. You want to <laughs> you want to bring your buddy in there. <laughs> so you hand the Ring of Mind Shielding over to the Grundy Guard. He brings it inside. And after a minute or two, comes back out and brings you in as well. And as he does, he puts the collar on you, just as he had before. And you're once again in a startlingly empty chamber with display cases, shelves, mannequins, and racks of all sorts around, all completely empty, but very well maintained. After you put on the magic dampening choker, he hands you two more things. A small pair of thin, like, black and white gloves, uh, styled split down the middle, almost like a, a holy symbol of Nethys on each glove. And then, like, a full, almost like a ski mask, like a flat, kind of vaguely tinted pink glass plane with a bunch of just thick malleable le leather around the outside to just sit on your face. And he hands them to you without any particular explanation. But it, it, it like, goes on in an obvious way. Yeah, it's gloves and goggles. They all pretty yeah. they go on in very obvious ways. They don't yeah, lock on to you like the choker does or anything. Well, I, I, I figured the goggles might be a little strange looking, but... Well, odd looking, but you can tell it's pretty obvious what you're supposed to do with them. All right. I'll, I'll put everything on. So you put the Nathesian gloves on first, and then not sure what you're doing, raise the goggles up to your face. And as you put the goggles up and look through them, every open space in this room is filled with artifacts. Every shelf, display case, the mannequins with extravagant magical suits of armor, robes, wrappings all around them. Uh, elaborate, embroidered strings of cloth and banners adorn the walls between the shelves. And rugs line the aisles in a Kadirin style up amongst all these various display cases. And as you put that on... Uh, that's right about when Merzad gets into the area. And that's you. Ah! Oh, so landless. Fantastic you could return so soon. I trust they explained exactly nothing of this process to you. But you can somewhat grasp what's going on with our wares. I do. It's quite the level of security, I must say. None of these artifacts are physically here, of course. They're all stored in a demi-plane. Very similar in appearance to this one. But 
Those goggles allow you to see as if you were standing in this spot, but in that dimension. They correlate. All locations in any plane translate to a sister location in the material plane. It is the intersection of all realms of existence as it is. Even demiplanes, created by magi, wizards, divine priests alike. Those goggles allow you to see, and those gloves allow you to interact with anything that you are interested in. Now, was there anything in specific that you wanted to see? I know that you brought me a ring. Was not particularly looking for anything today. I wouldn't mind to glance around, but it's mostly the ring I was here for. Of course. Now, may I see the artifact? I preface this. I don't believe it's dangerous, but it is quite the odd object, and I was hoping someone other than me might have more insight into it. Huh. Well, I will do what I can to assess the item, but I'll need you to leave it with me for some time so it can be properly studied and dissected. Now, for you, I don't know what exactly it is you may be interested in, but we do have several artifacts that are quite powerful here that may catch your interest. And he leads you over to a small marble bust that is set with uh, what appears to be a thin leather headband around the top of it with two blue sapphires uh, perfectly rounded, two amber gems equally round set on both sides. And he says, but whatever your studies or tasks may be, I assume you possess a similar headband, though I assure you one of significantly less power than this. Go ahead, you may handle it. Those gloves will allow you to interact with the item, though if you place it on your head, of course, you will feel none of its power for now. I'll slowly pick it up. Look it over. And you pick it up and look around it, and it looks to be kind of shockingly simple outside that. There's a, a fine iron band around the top and bottom that simply holds the leather together, but aside from the four gems set in it, there's nothing really auspicious about it. He says, despite its appearance on the surface, this is one of the most powerful of this class of items. Many wizards possess similar headbands that allow them to expand their intellect and use more channels of thought simultaneously as the common conception. This one expands even beyond that not only allowing you to think in multiple planes of reality simultaneously, but going so far as to aid heavily in the creative or learning processes itself. Uh, mechanically, this headband would give you six wisdom and six intelligence. And be he far doesn't say that in those exact afford. words, but I, have no, I still haven't really figured out how people would explain things like this. <laughs> It is one of our more powerful items, to be sure. Uh, something like this would run around 9,000 platinum pieces. Uh, 
beyond that, though, there are, of course, other artifacts that may be of interest. Uh, tell me, do you specialize in a particular school of magic, Solanus? Not a school so much as an element. Oh. Uh, wood, actually, has been the main focus of my studies in that regard. Is interesting interesting so you you take yourself to more of a uh, study of natural magics almost not quite druidic of course they practice an entirely different sect and one they guard quite jealously but i have something similar now your, your studies are are they wood specifically uh and that i know there is a sub school of sorts that branches <laughs> from that but if you would ever interest in expanding or something similar, and he goes over and opens a display case that has a uh, an iron rod, probably about eight inches long and almost perfectly cylindrical, with a ring, or a swirl rather, a helix of silver rivets going up the sides. He says, "Well, well, certainly fairly heavy and." You could very much whack somebody with this. It, its power is much more interesting. It allows you to manipulate the powers of thunder and lightning, bending them to your command as long as its power persists. Then he hands it out towards you. I'll take it and feel it out. This is a good... Uh, and this one, uh, you can trigger this. The effects will manifest in the demiplane, which is very much warded against any of these effects. It won't damage anything here. And he tells you a couple of command words that will allow you to either channel the power of lightning through the rod itself, blast the lightning out from the rod, or summon the power of thunder into the rod so that you can swing it and these sonic waves will bellow forth that you can see and almost feel while you have them and have it in your glove or beyond that blast that thunderclap out from the rod or actually do all of that simultaneously summoning a veritable storm from the rod itself now admittedly this is much more of a a direct weapon for defense but even those not particularly well-trained in the use of weapons to defend themselves can find the use of its magic quite a powerful aid. But we have a wide variety of artifacts here. Anything you could be interested in from adventuring equipment, uh, various alchemical laboratories and alembics, Anything that could assist you in personal studies, like the headbands. We collect nearly all of these sort of things. I imagine a lot of knowledge collected here as well. Spellbooks, scrolls, that sort of thing? Of course. We have libraries available, if and if you wish to come to study, this could be arranged as well. Uh, for a nominal fee, any of our spells can be copied into your own spellbook if you have the ability to do so. And from my understanding, Solanus, you're a fairly powerful wizard in your own right. S 
It's a strange thing. Took so long for me to get to where I was getting anywhere. And over the past couple months, it feels like I've managed so much more than the first couple decades. It's always an interesting thing. You can learn so much in proper classrooms and studies of books, but I've heard many similar tales of individuals and wizards of all sorts venturing out on journeys of self-discovery which multiply their powers tenfold in the span of a year. Some even further. They always seem to sort of draw the magic of the world to themselves, it seems, to become the center of some great conflict or adventure. The crucible that tempers their powers. Protagonists, you could say. <laughs> there... One thing does come to mind. Hmm. I... Hmm. How to put this? I feel in the near future... Maybe faced with having to fight something I should not look directly at. And A had any scrolls. Powerful huh? gaze. Any scrolls of a uh, means of detection which would protect me from actually seeing them but still knowing where they were. Echolocation, hint, hit, echolocation. Yeah, that's what I just pulled up. Um, well, there is a spell that would allow you to perceive the world around you similarly to how you would use your eyes, but by using your ears. Rather than processing the light that bounces through the world that we receive as colors and hues you can process sound just as effectively but our ears aren't quite powerful enough to do it and it does require significant magic to make it happen the difficulty with this scroll is that it can't be given unto others it's a power that will only work on someone capable of using the scroll themselves but we do have such a thing, yes. And he would uh, head over to a rack in the back where there's a small selection of books and then a couple of kind of flip-top little boxes. Open one of them, reach in, just... It's not a very big box. It's only probably about 12 inches tall by maybe 6 inches wide, 3 inches deep. Couldn't possibly hold much without being a box of holding, which it probably is, because Mysterium. He opens it up, reaches in, and grabs the scroll out immediately, and uh, holds it out to you. Now, those goggles should also allow you the ability to read this scroll as if you were casting your own read magic abilities. And as you look over it, he hands you a scroll of echolocation. And that would give you blind sight out to 40 feet. 
which would mean that you could completely blind yourself, use this, and you would still be perfectly capable of seeing functionally 40 feet away from yourself, but you would be completely blind beyond that. Right. And that would be 11.25 gold as is regular market price for it. Is that one 11.25 or is that one 700? Because... Is on the cleric list too? I think it's on... Oh, it's Druid. on Bard. It's a Bard 4. Oh, it is Druid 4 too, actually. It is 700. Yeah, it's, it's Druid 4. It'd be 700. Yeah, because... Cornell had it. Yep. So that would be 700, not 11.25, because it is a Druid 4. It's not, it's, I, was, I saw Wizard 5 and went for that, but you're right. So 700 gold, and you could get a scroll of echolocation. Bat lore. <laughs> Bat lore landless. <laughs> now, if you believe that your efforts will require one or more of these, I can bring them from the demiplane for you. Now, with your appointment, I... they would let you bring the uh, Abadar bag in this time. All right. They know what that is. That gets a pass for doing business reasons. <laughs> Do you want any scrolls of echolocation? I I would get one scroll of echolocation and echolocate. And well, echolocate. just like off screen, look around a little bit more, but we don't need to. So you yeah, you browse around a bit through this, and uh, while you're doing that, he takes the one scroll and heads out uh, into a back room, and then just comes back out the same door again and as you raise up the goggles everything in the room disappears except for Merzad and the scroll and for 700 gold you get a scroll of echolocation alright and have an interesting time perusing the magical menagerie that is the Mysterium uh, did you also want to get some anti-plagues while you're out or Oh yeah, well I figure we pick those up anywhere pretty much. Yeah, but... I'm just saying you, know, you want to you can take the gold off and grab some anti plagues too while you're running around shopping. Otherwise, pretty much good for the day. So the day passes with the rest of you hoping that this is just a mild case of filth fever, the Pathfinder equivalent of a bad cold, and nothing more severe. And Kahina back in the Church of Abadar, hoping she doesn't literally die. So. You rest the day again. Each of you get a point back in a stat. Sleep for the night. Each of you get a second point back in a stat. If you're still missing any. I don't know how much damage various people had. But I think if anyone that had... You should be getting close to good at this point, I'd imagine. What's the date? Uh, like the number, not the actual day. The date as you wake up the next day or today? The next day. Uh, as you wake up the next day, it's going to be the 15th. 60 gold deposited into the account. I figured it was about that time. That's on the 21st, according to my notes. Because I, I have we that... did the 15th, and then the bank payment was on the 21st. I have the bank payment is on the 6th. I have, on my notes, I have the date, the day the bank account comes out, and the day you get paid. They're all, it's three lines in my notes. I'm, I'm looking. Okay. Don't worry. I thought it was, yeah, that's the I was 21st. A week off yeah, you're, you're a week off. You're almost exactly a week off. But you wake up Friday morning. 
all of you, Kahina included, feel fine. Yay! I, I mean, there's like, what was he gonna say? I came back from the dead with a magic disease that we all have. Everyone has magical syphilis <laughs> from the evil succubi demons. Nope. You all wake up. The cure disease, or remove disease, was successful. None nice. of your sicknesses with the anti-plagues get any worse. And you don't take any further con or charisma damage, Bard. And you're free to return back home. Perfectly fine. And I am no longer fatigued. I and you are it. no longer fatigued. You rest normally and you are no longer fatigued. Get this disease once fatigued for the rest of the game. Good luck. Yeah, you fatigued forever. You can't even dispel. Unless the restoration <laughs> would remove the fatigue. So you weren't mm -hmm. fatigued after you had the restoration cast on mm -hmm. you. Because that dispels fatigue anyway. Oh, you just took it as a spa day. That's all. I did. Yeah, spa day at the Church of Avatar. Hoping you don't uh, die. Did, anyone swing back by and tell her we gotta meet up for the town meeting <laughs> well she would meet with you she'd imagine i come back home in the morning mm -hmm. uh perfectly okay while you are spreading your spells and everything and that would give you plenty of time to prepare yourselves to head up to the hill where the mercantile council chamber is i know you, you know what that means what does that mean kahina you get to wear dress. a dress nope yeah i think this time we should go in in full mm-hmm if they're inviting the town to come see us, time to put on the dress. Come on. If they want go. to thank the warrior, I should go dressed as the warrior, don't you, you think? You should go as an envoy of Princess Eutropia, because we're showing up Marcondas. Let's go get ready. I'm going in full plate. Can I try to run out the door before Kahina stops? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to. I'm not putting a dress on. We're going to do your hair. Roll it. And roll a spell. Makeup. Or <laughs> acrobatics. I'm not acrobatic. You get They'll prepared in her. whatever fashion you see fit and <laughs> head up to the mercantile chambers on the hill. And as you do, there's already a decent amount of the uh, townsfolk kind of gathering around up on the hill where a square at the top where the roads meet from the baron's place at the southern end of the hill to the actual commerce hall on the north and the road leading down uh, as a square. And there is a small wooden stage that comes up only about two feet. It's only 15 feet wide, 12 feet deep, has been brought up and erected. Kind of reminds you of the middle of stockies, just without the gallows part. It's like a way less sucky stockies. <laughs> and you make your way up to the front of the council chambers where Gregor Hamble, everyone's favorite little halfling aide, is already waiting for you and gets you ready. And he explains that, again... The Mercantile Council wishes to thank you for this. There have been no reports uh, in the last two days of anybody suffering from any of these dreams. Everyone who was suffering the dreams seems to have made almost a miracle recovery. And although some of them are still suffering some lingering effects, those who were exposed to it very severely for a very long time, it's all but disappeared literally overnight. Probably because you killed all the Paraka who were doing Paraka stuff to you and everybody else. And as the town of Yonmas gathers around and everybody gets ready for whatever this big announcement's going to be, the five members of the Mercantile Council uh, that you had seen previously all come out with the 
mostly the full suite of the lesser members as well. They take up their positions around this big stage. And the five primaries climb up to address the town. The leader, Lord Atune, everyone's favorite fashion dingus, begins standing tall on the stage. Good people of Yonmas, our nightmares have come to an end as we have been blessed by Abadar, by House Stavian, by whoever you wish to attribute this to. These five fine citizens of Taldor. He gestures down to the group of you and the halfling starts ushering you up on the stage. Presenting you in front of the entire town here. Have taken it upon themselves to rid us of this plague. Now, of course, they have my thanks. And I am sure, of course, they have your thanks as well. And with that, the, che the crowd cheers out in unison. Three times for the five of you. And Lord Atune just stands there for a second. I, myself, his last few evenings had begun to fall ill. I'd experienced firsthand how crippling these effects truly were. But it was not just I. No. And he gestures off to the uh, side of the stage. Our very own Baron Kustios was a victim of this seemingly endless plague. And a relatively small man, uh, still kind of hunched over, with a massive black cloak draped over his shoulders. Clearly a bit balding. Doesn't seem to bother him too much. He looks a still a bit haggard. Makes his way around to the front of the stage. And weakly raises up a hand with a couple of attendants and a cleric behind him. He takes a moment to kind of focus and center himself. On behalf of myself, this city, and the Mercantile Council, we all thank you, envoys, for your services. And he gestures to uh, one of his servants, and they head up on the stage with a small box. And they open it, and inside you can see set five silver signet rings with a black stamp of the Baron's, uh, or the black stone of the Baron's crest set in the middle around a blue and green swirl of the Talden colors. And he stops in front of each of you for each of you to take one of these rings uh, going down the line of the five of you as, again, the crowd takes a moment to cheer. He continues, I am still very much ill. And I apologize that my appearance here will be brief. But my recovery has taken great strides since the reports of their victory over the demons that had befallen our city. Baylor. <laughs> he did it too. I can only hope that these signet rings carry with them a physical manifestation 
of not only my own gratitude, but that of all of Yonmas. And he bows his head and turns and motions to the, uh, uh, the cleric comes up to him very hastily and casts a quick spell and his servants start helping him back towards his estate to the south up on the hill as the town applauds again. And so Lord Atune continues to speaking. We thank you, good Baron, for the strength to appear here. And we hope that these rings, good warriors, may protect you in your future journeys. Everyone! Today will be a day of celebration. Just as the past weeks have been fraught with horror and peril. Let this stand as a testament. Yanmis will survive. Nothing can stop the force of law or, in our streets, the gold that overfloweth through our cups. And he holds up a hand and just motions to you guys and Gregor just like, <laughs> put your hands up. And as you put your hands up with the signet rings, again, the crowd just erupts and cheers. And with that, they start, uh, the formal portion of this starts to kind of disperse and everyone goes around into smaller groups where servants are going around with trays of food and refreshments. Uh, a few tables are bustled out, loaded with various cakes, meats, cheeses, uh, it's not a feast by any means. It's it's much less than you would have had back in the Palace of Birdsong. It's not completely over the top. It's just a day of community and celebration and a few hours of togetherness. Lord Atune explains to you that those signet rings, in addition to bearing the Baron's Crest, which should help you with really anything you need in town, it's, it's the, the veritable key to the city, the signets of his approval, are also quite enchanted. And he's not very particular on the specifics and apologizes in hopes that Baylor can probably explain better than he can what they do. I was going to do it on stage, but I thought that'd be rude. <laughs> so with a click, detect magic. You can tell you have just been handed five rings of protection plus two. I'm sorry, but did you say I'm now in hard 20 territory for everything? <laughs> so that's definitely 40,000 gold worth of magical rings that the Baron just handed you guys where do I'll we put it. that plus two you put it in AC yeah, items yeah, yeah like, you gotta yeah, put it in AC items and just put a two under deflection so now we have to sell all the ones we have though, who had so rings of plus that. one I did so your AC only goes up yeah, by had, one yeah, did we you had all? three total of them oh, I, believe. I, I just need to know Whose basic AC I'm raising by one or two? Bryn, did you have one? You had a ring of protection plus one, right? You're muted. She's I'm got pretty, sure, muted, you, but I'm yeah. pretty yeah. sure you did, though. Yeah, okay, I just so changed also... it from one to two. Yeah, yeah I'm just changing on my reference seat. Baylor, did you have one? I had a plus one, yes. Okay, so you also go up by one. And Nell and Kahina both go up by two. Mm -hmm. Wow. Good lord. Up for you guys. <laughs> How good is 26 flat-footed? Feels 26 flat-footed. Nell didn't man. have one. No, my flat-footed is 27. That's 
Oh, with the with the uh, yeah, because you wear the full plate all the time now. Yep. Feels twenty-seven flat-footed man. So with that, you are not required to stay for the next couple hours, but it's pretty heavily implied that, you know, I, I don't know why you wouldn't, honestly. This is pretty much a festival Jeez. being thrown in your honor here. And you have some time to just kind of revel in what was really a pretty fantastic victory. The Cozy Bravos have been here doing whatever they've been doing. You walked into the town and three days later, the dreams were gone. All you have to do is to murder a bunch of demons. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Like, oh, you're having nightmares. Let me Google that problem. <laughs> oh, it's Paraka. Let's go kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's basically what happened. <laughs> the oh, hardest by part the way, was finding where the Paraka Let us also stop were. the assassination of the chief enumerator while we're at it. I mean, we they find... tried to do it right in front of us. What were they expecting? <laughs> it's a it's a pretty general purpose good time. But with that... uh. As the noon passes into afternoon, you're definitely free to go sell off your rings of protection plus one you had. That's pretty easy. You get a thousand gold for each of them. So that's what, 3,000 gold? I get 16% uh, more than a thousand gold. 16% more. You get 1,160 gold 16. for three rings. So in two days from the Navins giving you their thanks and the Baron hugely upgrading you and you selling the excess, you just got about 6,500 gold. You actually just got back pretty much the entire cost of reviving Null. That's awesome. Awesome. Do we have time to schmooze with some of the Mercantile Council to make them like us better? Uh, you absolutely would be able to, but at this point you can already tell... Obviously, the chief enumerator likes you. You literally saved him from being murdered. He's pretty happy with you. Uh, <laughs> Lord Atun, the fashionista, was also suffering from the nightmares. So by ending that, you have got a pretty big in with him, too. The rest of them, uh, Lady Goobel, Lady Rawls, and Lady Cobbin, the halfling, all seem like they are very much in your favor because, again... You have, even they weren't personally suffering from this, you have solved this massive problem Yanmas had. Did the missing mercantile person come back? I know the Baron had it, but wasn't there another? That was, was a minor a... one. That wasn't a primary. It was one of the minor oh. council members, but he would be there too as well, yes. Okay. And he would be very thankful as he too had been suffering from the nightmares. So you very much got the mercantile council pretty on your side at this point. It said... There's definitely more you could do. You could you call it mission accomplished and go home, but they still have the missing horse cavalry that may or may not be a bunch of statues in Ermescar Manor. And there is still the Kadir and bandits that are attacking. There's definitely still work that can be done for Yon Miss. And a cult. I mean, there's a cult. They kind of say well, like they're We're, we're going to deal with the cult for our own purposes now. Mm -hmm. What are your own purposes? <laughs> Protagonist brothers being paraded around as some oh yeah right Prince great Karius. savior that's a good yeah that's a good one fair enough <laughs> <laughs> we have right. a very good reason for interacting the prince I forgot about the prince <laughs> <laughs> the prince in in the in the cult right the the twilight child you could say <laughs> hypothetically yeah, that's one. a that's a good point all right yeah you make a good point you've raised a good one there's a fair enough reason to be investigating the cult if we don't kill bandits tomorrow morning i'm gonna go kill bandits myself how many hours do we have left in the day 
after uh, the parties. You would get out of that probably at what would be around 2 or 3 p.m. So it would be the afternoon, but you would definitely still have the lion's share of the day. Well, I'm going to go make a good use of eight hours and work on the book. Get it done as quick as I can. For oh, eight hours? For eight yeah, that, hours. That's a day of work. Eight hours. Drop yeah, a day of work hours. is eight hours. And Pathfinder, if you want to put a day of work into something, it's eight hours. So, Kahina has an amulet of natural armor, right? And another one. Question mark. So you have one day left of progress to finish that. Do you have an amulet of natural armor, Kahina? I do. Right, and nobody else does? I don't have one. Well, I don't think it would work with me. This is the first ring, like... Aside from armor and weapons, I've not touched magical items at all. I mean, that's technically correct, but like... Playing with the ring of mind shielding that has a demon thing living in it does not count as having a magic item. That's technically correct, but you also have more gold and armor and magic items than the whole party put together. Oh, no, I'm not complaining. Five minutes ago. Yeah, no, I'm definitely not complaining. I'm just saying I have not had rings or amulets at all. That's fair. You haven't had any of that kind of stuff yet. So why? Why are you asking, though? Uh, because of all this money we now have. Oh, to buy amulets of natural armor. <laughs> yes. That's it only not... works if you don't wear armor, right? No. No, that's uh, that's bracers of armor. Uh, amulets of natural armor give you a natural armor bonus, which is a different bonus and does stack with armor. Uh, Would it 2000... still stack with my shield? Yep, that yes. gives you a shield yes, bonus. That's a shield bonus. That's a different bonus. Oh, my bonus. goodness. So yeah, uh, 2,000 gold gets you an amulet of natural armor, which is just plus one to your AC. And that again, a common enough item you would be able to find it around town. And if not, Bittler has got the Mysterium connection at this point. He could head in and get one. You got a connection, man. I mean, <laughs> well, so, I don't want to be bothering him over every little thing. How long would it take a couple of to those, get my breast or my full plate glamoured? Uh, a while. Because it's a day, oh, a day or a week per thousand gold of the day. thing. It's a day per thousand gold. And Glamoured is how much? Be like four days or something. Yeah, I think it's, it's 4,000 something for Glamoured. Three days. Glamoured, Glamoured three is 2,700. So three days then. Okay. Three um, days, 270 platinum. You could have your full plate Glamoured. It's I, less effective, I feel like, on a full plate than regular armor because it's still clanking. <laughs> See if it's full plate. But well, the whole the whole purpose is to make less intelligent enemies look at me and say easy target. That's fair. Hey, we'll do that. It will make like dogs try to bite you, not realizing <laughs> you're just a can, <laughs> a can made of armor class. I won't do it now, but it is definitely something I want to do. Okay. Just because we... we're going to be dealing with bandits. We could, if we wanted to right now, get everybody an amulet of natural armor. Yeah, I mean, why not? Armor's That's cool armor. with me. I mean, does everybody want one is the question. 8,000 gold. Everyone can have plus one of their AC. AC, yes. I mean, sure. plus one to not getting hit sounds fantastic. Plus Every time, too. Like, it pays like, for yep. itself. Everybody can have a ring plus two, and everybody can have an amulet plus one. Yeah, sign me up. All right, well, let me change it. all my reference numbers again here. All right, Dar is it sitting at 24 AC. Getting there. Can Manchas, get real close to breaking 20. 
You Can put you it in get a natural yes. armor uh, amulet plus two? Cool. Yes, yes, but, but not right uh, now. Okay. It's eight thousand instead of two thousand. It quadruples in price, but you and that would be not something you could go buy bulk at Walmart. Like amulets no. of natural armor plus one probably are in Yonvis. Uh So now in your full plate with Coriana's blade fully defensed up, fine defensively, you're at thirty-five. Thirty-five? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Full wow. defense is thirty-eight. We're level seven. And you're at, this isn't even high. Like, yeah, it's actually not that high. You, really? you can get 30, totally absurd. You never got that high. It's actually it, kind of nuts how high you can get your AC in first edition Pathfinder if you really focus on it. This is him just like kind of having good AC. Well, he's kind of so, building that way too. Which yeah, is no, cool. he's yeah. because that's him fighting defensively, so he's basically never hitting. But. And he's like not the, hitting that hard if I does. was going for a character based purely around having a high AC number, I'd be close oh, to you'd 50 be right a now. Monk, first of all. No, cleric. Yeah, cleric you can do it with buffs. Monk you can do, you do it all the time. It's the trade-off. Monkey just walk around in 40. Just like shirtless. Hey guys, literally shirtless. Walking around with 40 AC at all times. But a cleric has way more utility than a monk. Yeah, you okay. can get absolutely well, absurd armor class in Pathfinder first edition. Monks. I, Dude. One of the things I'm curious to see in second edition is if the numbers they seem from the playtest as it iterated to be much more reasonable because you can really Regulated. focus. Yeah, <laughs> you can AC with all of the, uh, the like the splat books and items and everything that Pathfinder has gotten throughout the what decade it's been growing. You can get a really out of hand armor class if you want to, but that's not like the alpha and the omega because lots of stuff doesn't care about your armor class but the yep. stuff that wants to just walk up and hit you you can become pretty much functionally immune to you or can become just about to immune to the walking up and getting punched inside. in the face condition yeah i mean i'm i'm by far not invulnerable there are yeah that you literally just died last yeah. session you're clearly not <laughs> invulnerable <laughs> I, I actually i have enough ac at this point i could stop fighting purely defensively and still yeah, be very you, comfortable if you fight regularly you're at 30 right 31 yes. Yeah, 30. Okay, yeah. Just just swing it normally. You're still at 30 AC. No, was... uh, 32 because Coriannis. 30, well, yeah, 32 with Coriannis. Which I guess will pretty much always be up. Yeah, I, I will never not put Coriannis into my AC. That's fair. That's literally always going to be on. You're not here to slap people. You're here to become an unhittable post. So, you spend a good part of your afternoon pawning the rings that you had getting these amulets of natural armor and to get four of them that might require another visit to the mysterium just because of the quantity a couple or that are shopping on various traveling traders who might have one or two well there, there were there was more stuff i needed to sell other than those rings that i didn't get around to so it would have taken more time regardless that's fair you're gonna spend the majority of what's left in the afternoon going on a shopping spree with this huge pile of money you were just handed and all of you have just become very much harder to hit with things. And you end up back at your home late in the afternoon as the sun's getting ready to go down. Is there anything else you want to do with this day? I mean... Pretty good. I mean, that's a pretty, that's a pretty effective day. Tomorrow I mean, we can go out to the aforementioned 
bandit murdering. Step one, find bandits. Step two, hit bandits repeatedly. Bandits seem like exactly the kind of thing who are going to just try to stand there and hit you. Yep. Hey, Anori. Maybe we can go find some uh, information on your bandits. Care to go uh, do some toy shopping with me? Toy shopping? Are you talking about that... Uh... That pl- what was that place you mentioned before? The toy shop. The toy shop. The toy shop. It was called... It has a name. Grava's Entertainments. Am I uh, tagging along again? You can be my bodyguard. Don't say why not. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm game. Yeah. Sure, why not? I'm always up for some Ain't toys. knock at the door. Uh-oh. Oh, broken. We can figure that out in a minute. How, is right. it like broken, broken, or? It's just not counting my Kiko for some reason. I will figure it out. So, so knock at the door. Okay, you know the designated door opening bot, or? One of these days, I'm going to get stabbed. When you I go over the, the door, door and just fireball. <laughs> fireball. <laughs> What's the fireball? Oh, no. Spell Who said thing. that? <laughs> yeah, opening the door. So you head up and you open the door. And at your door is your favorite person! Memphis? Lieutenant Tetchar. Oh, awesome. Dara, it's for you! He'd wave, his, uh, he'd wave his hand. No need for Dara right now. And you, your wizard friends, your bodyguard if he wishes to come. My sponsor wishes to speak with the group of you. <laughs> Sounds good to me. All right, then. Why not? Let's see what the dear Earl has to say for himself. You will step back off the uh, off your porch away from the door and is everybody coming for an adventure. Hopefully not an adventure, but <laughs> we're going on an adventure. We're going to meet Mercondus. It's going to be some level of adventure. Yeah, just him in general, in and of itself, is a fiasco. So you all grab your stuff and head to the door. And uh, as you're all stepping out, as Dara comes to leave, he puts a hand out and, like, physically on Dara's chest and stops him. You don't need to come to this, Dara. He wants to speak with your leaders. Is absolutely coming with us. I'm he sorry. Wants to speak with your leaders. These two. This is pointing at Kahina and Nori. If they wish to bring their guards, that's fine. This is plenty. I and don't I am... go anywhere without Dara. <laughs> and I am absolutely telling you that Dara is coming and take your hand off of him. He turns and just looks at Dara. I would, uh put a hand on his shoulder and nod at him squeeze his shoulder and then walk with group very well and as he uh, turns and walks he gestures with his shield arm follow me he's got like a 
heavy steel kite shield strapped to his arm. Just in case you guys try to do stuff to him, because he doesn't exactly trust any of you. <laughs> and he, he leaves you. Maybe one of us. He trusts maybe one of you. He trusts possibly <laughs> 0.5 of you. <laughs> and he starts to lead you guys back uh, towards the south, down towards the town's canal. And as you're following, as the uh, sun's setting here and it's starting to get dark. He heads down near the canal and then turns off down a side road and just motions you after him. Yeah, I, I mean, sense motive. I mean, I've, is he acting weird here? Does he seem like he's leading us into some kind of trap or something? Seems a little... You can roll a sense motive. You're just kind of walking. He's not saying anything. It's That's why it seems a little much. odd. He's just leading you. <laughs> Natural 20. Oh, with a 29, uh, you had Kahina follow Embla previously, and she went to the Gilded Baldachin up in, like, a, this is going into kind of, like, Giannis doesn't really have a slum, but it's going down towards an area called the Wash. Yeah, which is, that's where the slaughterhouse was. Wasn't it? Yeah, definitely the lower class side mm -hmm. of town. And not somewhere that it makes it. That's definitely not where Mercondus is staying. Yeah. You, you know, that's, that's uh, for sure. But, uh. As he leads you down this, uh. This side road. Along just maybe one side road over from the canal itself. He passes by an alley and past a building uh, on another little side road and stops and turns around and just nods at the group of you. All right, we're here. Dark. Walk over to him. There was a time you were just taken me at my word <coughs> but I can see now from the company you keep as he shoots a glance over towards Kahina specifically there's no hope for you I don't know what's happened to you in the last couple of years but you've lost sight of things is that all As a last gesture of respect, whatever you may still have, give you a chance to walk away from this. I think I would have less respect for myself if I did walk away. Very well. And he reaches down, draws out his sword, and looks up to the rest of the group. Draw your weapons. Won't put you wait. down like animals. Are we waiting for anybody else, or is it just you? And as you pull out your weapons, 
What do I have time up. to cast mage armor? <laughs> you would if have he's time waiting to for us to start, arm ourselves. Like, yeah, he's, if he's, he's waiting like, for us to arm ourselves. If you start stuff. casting a spell, this stuff's going to start happening, so it's going to go to initiative. He's letting you draw your weapons. If you start doing anything else, it's going to go to initiative. But he's right. letting you draw all your weapons. Are you going to just go to start casting mage armor? Well, I, I've got it as a wand, so... You'd be drawing the wand. Oh, so you, yeah, can, be... you can draw the wand. As you pull out your little wand, he holds up his sword. It's so you, sad. You cast he mage armor resort. on yourself. He doesn't know what wands do, so he would—he knows pretty much nothing about magic, so he's not going to stop you from uh, casting mage armor on yourself. He holds up his sword. Bravos! And you hear voices from behind the buildings all around you call out, Bravos! Really? Now it's time to start casting stuff. <laughs> we are most certainly gonna roll some initiative. Again, you need to give me a second because I have to roll a lot of different initiatives. But we're gonna make what I like to call the giant table. Grab the bottom of it. Come on. Come on. There we go. I don't understand what happened. This. This. And this. And this. And this. Alright, so Dara, with your crossbow in hand, as he calls out, I mean, he he pretty much all but told you what was going to happen. You are not caught in any way by surprise. You, your perception, taking 10 is 23. You would see behind the sides of the two buildings in front of you, here and here. Uh, to the north on your left, Holga, the dwarf. No, not and Holga. And behind the building on the right, Embla Hightoon, the bard. Okay, so, and can I, uh, did I, with any other perception, is there anybody, like, for the call out when he said, which You would have definitely heard voices, like, behind you to the sides like there's definitely okay. more than that but that's what you can see with your your 10 on perception okay um i am going to move so i'm not standing out here by myself <laughs> uh, i want to move actually behind you have all your grip back too it's a new day you're at four. Oh yeah right and some of your tokens aren't at full health no I have a negative level. Oh right, no, you're good. That just looks that that, that appeared. I thought that would change your maximum, but never mind. Not on the sheet, it doesn't. So I just okay. put myself at 43. Anyway, I'm actually. Oh uh, yeah, I'm going to move, and then pull out a tanglefoot bag out of my bag, okay. and just move. I'm just gonna move behind to over where. Uh, 
like over this kind of area. Gonna move the scamper back to your group. Get in formation a bit. Pull out a tangle foot bag. Gaina. Can she tell, or can Dara tell us what he saw as he's moving back? Uh, I mean, you would like, hear voices. You can tell there's people behind the buildings. But I meant specifically but the dwarf uh, and the bard. What's your perception? 11? You'd actually see him too. Oh. They're not, they're the least stealthy of the group by far. <laughs> also, you get your free intimidate. Yeah, you get I your get free to... intimidate against basically everybody. Is it one person or everyone you beat? One. It's one. So it can be Tachar, Holga, or Emblem. Oh! You better believe I'm intimidating the other bard. Of course you're intimidating the other bard. It's okay. the good stuff. It's the good stuff. I am right, definitely the intimidating the other bard. Um, oh, and I have something extra here. I don't know if this works against them or just... I guess it actually technically just works against Marcondas. People who I believe that... Anybody I believe that helped unjustly imprison my father um, or is helping if anyone here is gonna count for that i'd give it to you on embla because she is like these are mostly just mercenaries that he hired, she is his personal embla bar. Is his personal bard okay so in that case i will give you your trade against embla okay is that an, that's a plus two i believe an extra yeah, plus I'll two. Get, i think literally actually all of you can make the perception checks to see these two here okay so the, that's... the 10 is the lowest perception of the party. They're not stealthy at all. It's a friggin' dwarf with a huge suit of armor. Alright, so an intimidate with a plus 2 on top of this. So a 33. Yep, she's definitely shaking. You pathetic <laughs> would-be bard. An insult to the college and to Shellen. You should run away screaming with your tail between your legs. Go back to Marcondas and grovel at his feet. Tell him I'm coming for it. That's quite a free action, but I'll give it to you. <laughs> just, whatever. Just be it. I don't want you want to do. Time stops for a minute while she insults yeah. Evla. <laughs> well, it, it, it's as part of the initiative, so it's yeah. before anybody yeah. is moving. <laughs> All right, then what are you doing? What are, you, what are you doing? Who, hey, me? It, it is then your turn, yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, you are, um, you are well, the top of the initiative table. Starting my performance, obviously. Okay. Um, we just got the standard. What does the standard do again? As a swift action, you can give everyone, uh, you can declare a charge, give everyone plus 20 to their movement speed, and whoever they, uh, if they charge, they won't take the minus two to AC. For one round, so it'll give it to him for the first round. Well, Dara will get it for the second round, but uh, we'll hold on to that. Just hold. I thought that was the extra thing, wasn't it? I That's the extra thing. It always gives everyone five feet more movement speed. Okay. All right. So starting my performance then, and okay. why not? We'll start. I cast. Uh, where am I in comparison to her? She's got like, cover. They got covered. They're on the side of the house. They haven't yeah. moved to come out yet. Um, I can't. Yeah, she's too far away anyway. How far are you? 40 feet? Mm. I'm just going to 
start my performance then. That's about all I've got right now. I mean, you could throw out another intimidate. Yeah, yeah you could just I use mean, a regular intimidate on like. Tayser yeah, sure. We've intimidated one. Let's let's go for the dwarf. Might as well. Okay. So you go to intimidate Holgra. And you. Okay. I can't even come up with no. You, you're a dwarf. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> I can't even you. come up with something suitable enough to insult you with. You. Same thing as that one. You. So you also <laughs> to that other thing. You as well. Uh, they 25. She is also intimidated. Alrighty. So. Then. From the alleyway directly north of you, the woman you saw at the slaughterhouse is going to start casting a spell. And as she encants this, you see her eyes swirl and flash green. And you can almost for a moment see the visage of a green dragon appear around her before she blasts out a spray of acid. And that is going to be aimed at whoever she's personally dislikes the most, which is probably Kahina, based on all the crap talking. And your, what's your touch right now? My touch right now? Yeah, 11. Easy. Should definitely be at least 12 with the ring of plus two. Yeah, you don't have negative decks, so it can't be, you have a ring of plus two, it can't be lower. And you have an armula, well, natural armor doesn't apply, but oh, deflection should it. apply to your touch. If you put it in the, uh, the deflection yeah, slot should definitely What's your dex modifier and regardless, dex? not super important. She definitely hits you, and you take eight acid damage. And as this blast of acid hits you, you can feel it just continuing to burn on you. Uh. Tachar, sword and shield in hand, is going to move up to here, ca kind of cautiously, keeping his shield up forward, and raise his sword. Cover each other's advances! Protect the casters! And you see people you can see here adjust their tactics accordingly. Olgra is... got a massive great sword in her hand. She does not appear to in any way have had this downsized through the fact that she is a dwarf. She has a freaking huge great sword that again is those of you that met her before. It's a good bit bigger than she is and she is going to do exactly that. She's just going to yell a battle cry Gorum! Bless this battle! And you'll see a flash of energy surge down her sword and her eyes glow red. From the back here, behind this building, another man that you haven't seen before is going to step out wielding a halberd. And he is simply going to move up to Dara here. Uh, we should give Kahina an AOL right here because he's going to move to your yep. glaive range. 
Uh, 29 definitely hits him as he moves up. And that's a 19. Isn't that a crit for a glaive? No, you have a times three weapon. Oh. And damage. It'd be nice to just put someone down in the first turn. <laughs> it would be. That would be great. Uh, you hit him for nine. And uh, as he comes in, you can see that he has a magical effect on him. His skin appears to be crusted and hardened. Uh, like the bark of a tree. But he comes in with the... Oh, sorry. This guy's a flail, not a halberd. There's so many dudes here. I might I might mess this up a couple times. He comes in with a flail. And he is just going to swing down with it and wrap it around Dara's leg and try to pull him down. That's not going to provoke. He hasn't tripped up. And he is going to trip Dara. Okay. Inari. So you're just, you're prone now. Gotcha. <clears throat> Alright, um, seeing that out of the corner of her eye. Inori's eyes flash orange, brighter, and, uh, Ciaran starts to glow. Because we just, we're, we're, we're getting ready to start doing some combat here. Um. It's definitely combat time. Ice and lightning coat hit his blade. And, uh, I move to defend Dara. So the ice flashes down. Ciaran, you step up and take a swing at this new mercenary here. Is that another spell or is that oh, just, just in the track? just casting spells in the background. I mean, like, there's there are multiple spellcasters here. Scary. Okay, and uh, take a cut at this guy who's preoccupied tripping him. Take a swing and with a... 21. Twenty-one. You hit, and the lightning discharges out of CRN into this man. He only looks like he's—he's he's got half plate on. He's fairly armored, but not terribly well armored. Okay, so there's the. He doesn't sword. look like the two frontliners quite. He does not know. Hit him for nine with the glaive. No. And six with the magic, and with that. With that good hit and the and or your sword, or sorry, with the glaive hit is what I was thinking from Kahina and your mm. hit with CR in there. He's looking bloodied. He's still up, but he's injured. So another similarly armed wo uh, woman comes out now. This one with a halberd in hand and. She is going to have to double move around here to come out from below the southern uh, southern building up next to Baylor against the building where it's harder to flank her. Embla is going to start to sing. And as she does, you are going to see her, her allies become bolstered by the magic of her performance. And then with a quick wave of her hand and a spell... He disappears. Baylor. I'm going to step away from 
Halberd the person coming towards me. Scary woman with the halberd. And since I had to pull it out at the start, put away my wand of mage armor. Grab a piece of licorice root. And we you, all gonna start getting fast. You pull some weird stuff out of your pouch. Cast a spell. A familiar spell. And with your incantation, everyone is hasted. Speedweed. Uh, no. What speed does that add? Is it, uh... It adds 30. Okay. It is an enhancement bonus, so it doesn't... So is the banner. So you don't get the banner also. But just you got, double base forever. Yeah, it just doubles your base. So, I'm going to five foot step towards the one with the halberd, directly between me and the building. Plant my feet, and then I'm going to yeah, fast healing. Smash my sword against my shield and yell out that we'll cut all of you down if we have to. And I'm going to dazzling display all three of these individuals around me. Okie dokie. See what the DCs are for these sort of things here. They're, oh, I am oh, definitely boy. sure that they oh. need to make the will saves. Uh, so the will save. 17. Is 17. Okay. So I'm going to start with Techar. Techar is feared immediately. <laughs> Battle starts. Techar is super noped. Maximum noped. Uh, let's go to Halberd Lady. She is feared as well. And Flail Guy. Flail Guy is shaken. He's shaken for like four rounds. Shaken for like ever. He's shaken for, I'm just gonna not put a number on that. He's shaken for 10,000 years. And Dara. That was a hell of a roll. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a that's an intimidating check right there, my dude. Um. Okay. So from the ground, um, it's a uh, I can mm, I can't shoot from the ground, can I? You you can, can shoot completely fine from the ground. It does provoke, and Flail Man is right next to you, but you actually don't take any penalties from shooting on the ground. It just makes you much easier to hit with melee weapons. Okay. So you're minus forty your AC basically. Okay, but since he's not, uh, since he's uh, shaken, that doesn't that doesn't really affect. That him gives right. him a penalty to his attack roll. He's not. He's the only one who's not feared. So if you shoot, he gets a free swing at you, and then if you reload, you're playing the does he have combat reflexes game. Okay. Um. Well, I think I might just get up, as want to do. All right, uh, so stand, when you up. stand up, that's going to provoke. That, that also provokes. He gets to hit you for free doing that, too, but it only provokes once, even if he has combat reflexes. And then you're also standing up, which is just generally better most of the time. Yeah, I think I'm going to stand up. So he is going to swing with his flail. And as you stand up, he is going to bash you with the flail, and you are going to take 11 damage. Okay. But you do stand up. And that's a move action to stand up. Okay. Let's see. 
Perfect. And then will it also provoke if I if I five okay, I don't know how many moves I have left here. So if I five foot step here, will it provoke yep. the attack from this other one? The other one is frightened. She can't take elbows. Okay. Frightened can't take elbows. Shaken can take elbows just at a penalty, so she can't do anything to you. Okay. And then can I still do I still have enough to throw something? You have a standard action. Yep, you can do a standard action thing. Okay, can I throw at the one, the dwarf over in the corner? The tangle foot? Yeah, the tangle foot bag. Uh, let me see what, real quick, let me check something. I believe. It's 10 the range foot increments. It's 10, yeah. So you. Minus 6 of the attack. 40, so yeah, you have a minus 6, but it is a ranged touch attack, and you're hitting a little dwarf in split mail. Their touch is probably not great. Yeah, it's kind of what I was hoping. But yeah, and plus it does two spread around the area, right? Doesn't she have to try and get out of the area? Uh, so basically, if if you yeah, tanglefoot bag's pretty cheap. If you hit her and she fails the reflex save, she is stuck to the floor and can't do anything. Uh, if you hit her and she does make the save. She's still entangled, which is still minus two on attack rolls and minus four to dex, but she can still move. Half okay. movement? It's half movement, yeah. Okay, uh, well, yeah, so I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna it's stand pretty, up five foot step, and as my five foot step, as I like step forward, I'll just pitch the tangle foot bag, uh, bag that I already had out. All right, give me that roll. You're at a net minus three. Okay, and that's for, that's just range. You have two from Kima's buff, right? And haste. Yeah. Oh, and haste. Yeah, right. Yep. And that minus three. That's just and ranged. That's just yeah. ranged. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 Tanglefoot bags. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Twenty-five is through the cover. Absolutely gonna hit this dwarf. What's your reflex save? Oh, it's better than I thought it was gonna be. Oh, she made it. Anything's possible if you just roll twenties. <laughs> but uh, she yeah. is still entangled. She's not glued to the floor. But she has minus two to her attack rolls, minus four dexterity, and can only move at half speed. Alrighty, uh, Kahina. Alright. Um, first things first. Let me actually check the duration on that 2d4. She is good for oh. seven rounds. Oh my god. Good for 25 years. What's. Who, what? Who? That's the duration of the go. Seven rounds. The duration of what? The tangle foot. Just take your turn. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you were saying the duration of the acid on me. I was like, what? Like, what did I get hit by? No, what you're good. What did I get hit by? Um, no. Um, so continuing, uh, continuing the, um, performance, the performance and going to also do this you are going to cast good hope so now we are plus four and uh as you go to do that this guy does not have combat reflexes you win this time so <laughs> you win this time you get good hope off lucky lucky everybody has plus four now that basically doubles the bonus yeah so, oh, wow, on the and because I cast turn, a spell, yep, I did not lose a round of performance. 
Caster's turn. You're going to take another six acid damage, Kahina. Okay. And she is immediately going to conjure up. Oh, you do actually have to take a concentration check, right? Because stuff like that, you're considered to three take of half that of that. Three of that would be considered during your So yeah, your three round. of that. So you do need to make a concentration check as if you took three damage for good hope. Because of persistent effect, it's like you took half. Okay. So roll me, a con roll me the concentration on your good hope. But yeah, it's pretty low. But a dot does make it harder to cast. What's the DC, Baylor? Continuing damage, I'm not sure. Concentration checks! Why can't I remember you? Why can't I ever remember how these work? Alright, real quick. Because that, that actually was low enough in my matter. Uh, concentration... Caster ability. You think continuous damage, such as from Acid Arrow, such as from exactly the spill that's on you. <laughs> uh, 10 plus half the damage that the continuous source last dealt. So, so 13 plus level the spell you're casting. What level's Good Hope? Uh, good hope is level three. All right, you actually would have lost that spell on a 15. So you would have lost that. The burning of the acid breaks your concentration, and you so can't I didn't focus get it off. The, yeah, it, it fails, and you lose a you use a round of performance, and that that buff doesn't go off. Uh, but she is going to cast another I spell. I lose the spell too. Yeah, it's gone. And she is going to shoot another gout of acid. Directly at Kahina, because this seems to be working fantastically for her, so she's just going to do it again. You were at 12 touch AC? 13? 13 should be. Mm -hmm. 13. I don't have a range button on NPCs to click, so i got to map it, because that actually might have missed. That's 14. That one hits you. That one, This one just barely catches you as she's trying to keep herself behind the wall there. So you take another... Six acid damage. Tachar is frightened and is going to run away. <laughs> so Tachar immediately takes a move action to run back around oh, behind the dwarf. What? He has to run away from me as best he can for the round until until he can't see you anymore and then he's no longer frightened. True. Yep. Buildings. So as one move action, he's going to run around behind that building behind the dwarf. <laughs> Just terrified, panting. Holgris just gonna look at him like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> and then he's gonna shake his head. <laughs> Where are and, you and going? Focus, clear his mind. Cover each other's advancements. Shield your moves. Formation. And his team will again adjust their tactics around the lieutenant's ongoing commands. Holgra is gonna just. Scream and frickin' rage because she's slow and she wants to hit something. So <laughs> she is gonna with great effort move that far while yelling profanity the entire way. <laughs> uh <laughs> that's, that's a double move! That's all she's got. Tanglefoot. Legs are short. <laughs> Tanglefoot bag. She's Hold very upset with Dara. Please shoot a web bolt at her. <laughs> Just stick her there. The flail mercenary, injured and realizing there is a bit of a problem here, is going to turn to Inori. 
and he is I'm going to plus one AC. swing his flail once and twice. Uh, swing it over his head, whipping it at you, and then bring it down from above. And these two rolls, he is going to catch you on the side of the head with the first one. Hit uh, cracking you perfectly, but just barely knocking you out of the way of the second swing. So he crits you with the first one and misses the second. Miss. And you take 21 damage. Ow. And he's going to five foot step up to here. He missed because of the shaken though on the second one, so... Yay. Gives a serious dazzling display value. So Nori, you get cracked for 21, but it is your turn. Alright. <clears throat> um... All of a sudden, she gets cracked in the head, and that the, the black smoke around CR and thickens because now he's a little angry. Ooh. Enhances himself to create more damage, and uh, I'm going to counterattack. I see your points, and I raise you CR and swing. So CR enhances himself even further with magic, and you're just going to strike this man. We're gonna do spell combat too, which I'm gonna remember to do. He's about to get sliced and diced. This dude's already pretty injured. It's another head for the <laughs> skulls for the skull throne. Skulls for the skull throne. <laughs> get the two from her buff. I don't. One. Does haste count for this too? Yeah, it's plus one. That's, that's it also gives you just one extra attack, so you can swing yeah. twice and then spell combat once. Okay. So your first one with a four is going to just Sweet. whiff in the air as he's still swinging this flail around, making it hard to bring an attack against him without CR and getting whipped out of your hand. Mm. You get a second one, that same modifier. There's somebody, even without good hope, we have a plus 15 under attack right now. Buffs are fun. Buffs are fun. Actually, that should be plus one. I did that wrong. So that one is a 26, and though. The sec, the 26 will absolutely hit. As you use the failure of the first swing, they kind of bait the flail around and they come in again and strike him. So give me the damage on that because he's kind of hurt. He might go down to this. Uh, 12. Is it just that? And that. 12 and 9. Yeah, the, this dude uh, immediately... As once again you connect, and the twenty-one for twenty-one blast of lightning comes out. Yeah, yeah, you, you for twenty-one. You hit him for twenty-one right back. He went down though, so you win that exchange. Uh. So if you swung twice, it's a full attack, so you can't move. Right, 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 right. I was just measuring in case oh, I did yeah. some other. Yeah, you can spell. five foot step, but you can't move. Uh, as part of the spell combat, yeah, I'm going to... Oh, you actually took two more damage, because I forgot Emblos buffing him. So he does okay. slightly more than that. Sorry. You got it. I have to take it off. And not liking getting hit with the flail. Uh, she's After the, seeing that guy go down, Nori draws the circle, punches out through the center, and we cast shield. Get your defenses up. Because, yeah, that flail hurt. That flail hurt. You don't want that anymore. Uh, Viaria, not as lucky as Lieutenant Tachar, the second mercenary with the halberd does actually have to double move back behind the building again to get away from Nell because she's not very fast. 
So she just eats her entire turn. I'm, I'm not letting her get away. Oh, you're going to stand still here? Yep. Okay. Uh, 19? Might not. 19 actually stops her. Okay, she's going to so swing at you now. because Yeah, you stand still there, so she's going to swing at you. So in a, like, panic here, because she can't get away from you, and you are a very, very scary man. Uh, she is gonna put the point of her halberd down the ground, swing the blade around, and just hook it back and try to trip you. And... 24. You are gonna go down. Nell's also... Nell's Actually, that's problem. 28, because I got my boots planted. Does that apply to trips? I believe it does. I know it's bull rushes and reposition. I think it's stuff to move you out of your square. I don't think it applies to trips. Go look at it real quick and get back to me. I'm pretty sure you're prone. Uh, so Embla, but unfortunately you can't and trip. see. And trips? Yep. You're not prone then. Feed planted. It, it, it's keeping his feet in place. That's true. It's keeping his feet on the ground. Yep. All right. Him. You don't go down then. Boots the earth. The connection anchor you. <laughs> and you feel the pull on your leg and your boot just slides a bit across the gravel, but you don't go down. And Embla going to keep performing for sure. And that's it. <laughs> you're gonna hear, you're gonna hear her voice kind of move around the east side of the battlefield here, but she doesn't appear to do anything else that you can, as far as you can tell. You don't hear any spell casting woven in. No attacks come out. She just continues to be an invisible buffing post. Baylor. All right. So I have located a problem. And I'm going to make it far less of a problem, hopefully. Oh. Is it the acid spamming wizard or is it the angry dwarf? It is the acid spamming wizard at Fair the enough. moment. Wizard combat. Acid spamming wizard currently the bigger problem. So I am going to pull a handful of sand out of my spell component pouch. Wow. What? You have pocket sand, but it's magic? Yeah, I've done this before. Okay, what is this? Cast this spell, toss it up into the air, and just a tornado of sand and heat. What? Are you Sirocco-ing this wizard? Sekiro. You throw up this sand. Sirocco! And a massive gout of fire he just blasts the down Coast. on this woman. <laughs> 21 damage. Oh, it's a fortitude save. Oh, God. I'm so yeah. sorry, wizard lady. Yeah, you definitely didn't make that. So as she takes this blast, 21 fire damage, and she is blasted prone and fatigued immediately as she gets forced to the ground by the sheer power of this furnace explosion rocketing from above her. And then I'm gonna move back some. There are several buildings here. You cool with this? Cause he's definitely struggling. Uh, it's not actual fire, it's the... just hot air. <laughs> yeah, the uh, furnace, no, hot wind, it's pretty. 
the spell itself doesn't say it lights things on fire. If it's causing damage, it's got to be pretty odd. It's doing 21 fire damage. Well, I mean, you can get burned from steam. And it's persistent. Yeah, it's it's not like it's a fireball, it's just a flash. There's a persistent gout of furnace fire. Roll me a D100, Baylor. Oh, no. Oh, is he killing innocents? <laughs> That's a lot of very, like, furnace hot. This is hotter than fire. Oh, no. 22. You see the edges of this building start to oh. smolder and burn. No. Um, I got someone in my corner. I'm going to unleash on the corner. All right. So, yeah, you're uh, with the, the halberd woman. Just sitting That's here swinging. Attacks. And you are just gonna and swing. Haste attack is. And with those first two swings, a hard one and then a 14, you're doing your job. You're tanking, but not a whole lot else going on right now. And I have to roll to confirm that. There's a 32. And a 21. You whiff twice just to set up for the haste crit. The blinding speed she doesn't seem to be ready for. And it's almost like two feints before you rip around and you just get a crit on your third swing. It was all bait. It was all planned. It was all planned. The normal performance applies to damage, correct? Sure does. Let me roll this twice. So she takes 20. Like two consecutive two. She takes 20 from your assault and looks a bit injured. Dara. Um. So can I hear generally where this woman is that's you she is some distance away from you so okay, you so can hear generally, generally where she is she is like somewhere over here by the uh, fountain out to the east by the where the side road lets out where Tachar had originally stopped okay. and turned around but you can't tell exactly where she is in this distance but you do have seeking so you can just fire some bolts and if you hit the right square you'll find her when that's the bolt true. just hits something but it's, a it's okay, it's okay. I don't actually know where she is, so I'm just, it's a, just general area, not like coming this direction. Um, no, she's a decent distance away. She's definitely not coming any closer. She has no interest in coming and stabbing range. <laughs> okay, I'm going to five foot step back and aim at the dwarf that is currently very angry and running our direction very slowly, but is running our direction. Um, and I... It's yeah, like she's angrily marching. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and I am just going to pull out, I guess, four arrows now. And um, and you are going to step over with your haste. You are just going to start shooting. So here's the first three with plus three, right? Yeah, if your first three are all going to be the same. So there's one shot. These are all the dwarfs? Yeah. All right, so there's a hard one in there, which definitely misses. Mm -hmm. But the other two hit. You have one bolt, and then the second bolt, and then you have one more shot at a five lower than that. Okay, so minus two? Let's see, yeah, whatever you were at with five lower. No, it's, it's, Cause it's, your iterative. it's a net. Whatever you just put in, it's five lower than that, because it's an iterative attack. So five. Well, I was doing rapid shot, and I'm no. doing regular. No, this is the haste shot now. She, she had the haste shot then. That was the haste shot, the two rapid shots. This is the iterative. Wait, was that? 
Or was that the iterative? That's the oh, that's the iterative. Way. No, you have one nor well, yeah, one more of the first shots. You're right. That the, the hard one was the iterative, so that's a good one to hard one on. So yeah, one you have one more of the one. yeah, one more of the fully buffed shots. Okay. At plus a, a lot, and uh, yeah, that 26 also hits. So you hit the dwarf with three of four shots here. Okay, and then the dominant damage modifier is also plus three. Right? Don't kill my friend. Uh, plus two. Haste doesn't give you damage, but oh, the okay. song does. So you get plus two. Okay. So you get damage three times as you slam one bolt for nine damage. One bolt for nine damage. The damage rolls are so consistent right now. And one bolt for oh. nine damage. <laughs> the coveted triple ones on D8s. Yeah, well, you order. didn't want to kill her. Well, congratulations. You didn't kill her. You did that thing. You successfully round. did that thing. <laughs> Kahina, you didn't kill her. She's very much injured, but still very angrily marching forward. I I don't have any qualms about killing people. I'm actually all right with it. Well, what um, are you doing? Yeah, we know. Right now, I'm actually moving out of sight of this wizard and away from anything that can hurt me. And I am going to cast uh, defensively and cast my uh, cure moderate wounds on my person because I have the acid ouchies. You have the acid <laughs> I mean, ouchies. Did, so you I need mean, to make a concentration yeah. check because you are yeah. taking acid damage. Mm -hmm. You are going to so. attempt to cure moderate wounds. So click cure moderate wounds and then click the concentration link to show up. Alright, so you will get 18 health back should you succeed at the concentration check. Which you absolutely do with a 23. So you heal for 18. Mm -hmm. And I cast a spell, so, so I didn't lose anything. So, the other wizard, very much pinned to the ground by a huge explosion of fire and seeing the building next to her, is going to call it, Holdra, the damn wizard, what are you doing? And focus and try really hard to cast a spell. She's going to start encanting something. And it takes half, so it'll be 10. She's actually going to get it off. She's going to get it off to the 21 fire damage. What a champ. Hero. She's not going to let 21 fire damage get her down. And she casts a spell, and you see kind of like a, f a fiery barrier appear around her that deflects a lot of the flames from around her as uh, oh, you see cool. her burning immediately and then suddenly stop. Uh, all the fire on her gets put out and the air doesn't seem to be affecting her nearly as much anymore. The damage has already been done from that spell. She definitely took 21 and she's prone and she's fatigued, but exhausted. she is now resistant to fire. She's exhausted, not... Oh, she's exhausted? Oh, she's super... She's... Oh, because she stayed in it, right. She's exhausted now. Well, she will hey. be on your turn. Uh, no, it's it's just exhausted. She, yeah, she failed. Oh, oh, it's exhausted straight up. Well, Soroka is terrifying. Okay. I mean, it's yeah, not a huge yeah. difference to her, really, but fair. Tachar, not having a ton of movement. Does that do anything to her concentration check if she's exhausted? No, because no, it doesn't affect her mental stats. Yeah, it doesn't ah. affect her mental at all. Uh, you do, while we're talking about things that happen to people, uh, you do take seven more acid damage, though, from the, the sizzle. 
Kahina. Uh, Tadechar is gonna do... Okay, so we can move to here. And then he is gonna see the Blast of Fire. He's gonna stop for a second and pull out a potion and hand it towards Holgra. Holgra is going to take the potion and drink it. And you will see many of the bolt wounds on her start to close immediately. And then with the not so much a full spell incantation as a quick wave of her hand, a burst of second healing washes over her, healing her further. And she's just gonna yell, uh, she still very, very angry. Uh, her wounds are completely closed now. She looks, the dwarf looks like she's absolutely healed. Uh, she getting through the blind swearing rage. You fear Gorham's wrath! Understandable! But you can't stop me! This guy is not on the initiative anymore because he fell over. Inori. Seeing her doing all that rage. Uh, <clears throat> Nori spins the arm behind her back and says, I'm going to try to stop you. And then she reaches, reaches out with her hand and tries to pull uh, her greatsword out of her grasp towards Inori, like she did with Bartleby back in the day. Try and steal her holy weapon. Ooh, she gonna be mad. Roll it. <laughs> it's my level plus my int. Combat maneuver. All right. That's a uh, 20. Look at her. 22. Yeah, you you do actually yeah, get the, I... the performance to this. This is 22. Oh, okay. Yeah. You pull her weapon out of her hand. Yes! And oh, as her great sword so flies good. out and clatters across the ground to her, you see all the power leave it immediately. Well, actually, it, it, would, it would hit me in the hand, and probably because it's two-handed, I would just drop it because it's yeah. too heavy. <laughs> 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 it's a very large great sword. Well, you can hold a two-hander because they're and only realistically just, like six pounds. She just screams in absolute blind fury. Just a Holger is very face. mad. <laughs> uh, uh, and then I'm just going to stand my ground right there. All right. The Aria... The halberd-wielding woman is going to five-footstep over towards Dara, seeing what Dara he can put out. And she is just going to take a couple chops with her halberd. Not going to try to chip you or bring you down or anything. She's just going to swing. And she is going to connect with you once. And you take 13 damage. And then you recoil back in the second swing you barely dodge out of the way of. So you just take 13 from the first swipe. Oh, 15 because of Emblem's performance. Okay. And you still hear Embla just happily, even, with a chipper tune singing in the distance. Baylor. Well, I'm not stopping the fire this round. Oh, so that damage again, then, because she's definitely still there. 
Oh, 10 fire resistance. Actually is going to save you. She's still conscious. Woo! 10 fire resistance. But she's having a really bad time. She's she is getting barbecued. She is uh, just barely clinging to consciousness under the, under the roaring jet engine that is this Sirocco. And you see flames start to lick the edge of the, the wooden and straw thatching on the poorer houses and start to spread across the building's roof. He would say she looks staggered. <laughs> and then I'm going to look at Tachar. Pull a small bone out of my no! spell component pouch. <laughs> yes! Oh no! You Baylor, thought I no. was the one to be Baylor, afraid of. Yes. I just crush the bone in my hand as I cast this spell. And Tanchar's bones are gonna explode. At least it's oh. a fortitude save, buddy. Maybe oh I'll be okay. Two sixes in there. Oh, you got Two ones. Oh, I've never been so sad for an NPC before. Oh, he got a 19. It's DC 20. Oh, he's oh, one oh. off. Dara, you were dead. Do you get saves from Inspire Courage? Does Inspire Courage do saves? No. I didn't think it was. It's, it's to not? saves against fear. Right, that's what it is. This is uh, not a fear. Dang it. it one off lethal. Work, but... His bones are going to explode. He is going to take 25 damage as he cries out in pain and staggers. And he, too, is exhausted. He's now, exhausted for seven minutes. Just exhausted. I'm not even bothering playing. The two is just second level fatigue. They, don't, they usually don't really have durations. Fatigued and exhausted is generally you screwed. Move up closer to the Sirocco, actually. Okay, fair enough. Get close to the really hot fire. I am going to non-lethally full attack. All right, I'm just gonna I'm just draw some more fire on this roof. Don't mind me. <laughs> You're gonna non-lethally full attack. All right. So your first swing with the flat is gonna land, and your second—that was the wrong button. I went for it with the whiff button. Is what I wanted. The second, she's gonna deflect with her halberd, and then you have the haste attack. Oh, Which no. Oh, man. Crit threatens. Yes! Oh, it's paddling time. Oh, really? Oh, yes. Which crits. That's a really, really super solid just, uh, where's my slam sound? I have the slam sound from Sanguine Brothers. That's a paddling is what that <laughs> yeah. is. So you bash her for the first attack does 11 and the second does 19 non-lethal damage. And you strike her once. She gets her halberd up to deflect the second, and you just bring the sword down on the front of her helmet as hard as you can, and she just crumples. Just crumples onto and the ground. I will five foot step to here. Dara. Wow, that was really intense. Um, That's a paddling. He's going to see this. You just watched this aggressive beat. Right next to me, just like... Yeah, he, right, she was just attacking you, so now, like, ran up, pushed her to the wall, just beat the crap out of her with the flat side of his sword until she fell over. And, like, her helmet was, like, so nice, like this, and now it's, and like... And hasted speed, too, so that was, like... 
<laughs> he just pounded her. So I'm going to. I am going to five foot step back because that is kind of. I'm a little on the. That's pretty creepy. So I'm going to shoot out at the direction. I can still hear this lady singing. So I'm going to aim my crossbow bolt or crossbow out in the general direction of where this lady is. All right. So you have to pick a specific square to shoot at. You can do it one at a time because you can just kind of strafe the area. It seems like it'd be a line, but you have to pick a square in Pathfinder. You're aiming at a point. Okay. Um, and uh, I can generally hear it's around. You can hear she's fountain. definitely behind Holgra and Tachar, but she's not further than the fountain between the two buildings. She's somewhere in that area. Okay, so Out I can just, like, um, just, yeah, I guess, just... the three between the fountain and the building? Is that how it works? You can use your ruler to show me. So, like, these three? Uh, yeah. And just shoot, like, at this, like, things that direction. But you have to so, pick yeah, three you have to pick a square. So you can shoot at this square, and then at this square, and then at this square. Uh, or you could hold until well, after my turn, yeah, and you'll you know exactly where she is. But that's super well, metagaming, so we're not going to do yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do that at all. It's See, no, okay. uh, you get to pick so I guess I'll change. I guess, okay, so that actually is not as cool as I thought it was going to be. So, you get to, I guess I'll actually fourth just... Yeah, you get to pick four specific squares. Oh, okay. Um, I'll just uh, keep I'll just keep going at the, um, trying to slow down the dwarf. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, I didn't realize that was kind of like. So you were just going to let another salvo out of this dwarf who is now even madder than she was previously. And yeah. one of them is one of them is a crit threaten. So remember the bonuses you have on Dignity's Barb. You have bonuses to crit threaten things. I know. Yeah, but I don't really want to use it. Okay. That's fair. It is. It's a, like it's a daily power, and you're near the end of the day. And it's twice per day. Yeah, I know, but I don't really want to like outright kill this lady. I'm not trying. Oh, that fair hard. enough. You don't is want is to crit like, her. All right, really fair enough. Shooting. You do slap the roll to confirm it, though. Yeah. They... Okay. Roll to confirm normally with that same modifier. So your okay. iterative misses, but you've hit her with two shots. Okay, oh, you got a hard. Yeah, I you don't really want to kill her. Hard one to confirm. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> all right. So. Okay. You, and then the last one. Yeah, you hit her twice. Miss with one, and then you have the hasted attack. Uh, okay. The hasted attack also hits. So once again, you hit her three times. Okay. If she isn't uh, completely full health, she's perfectly healed. Wow! You you stop rolling once. That's four ones in a row. Okay, uh, that's not a one. You did twelve damage with the second shot. Can't we see a number on the top half of a D8? No, we can't. <laughs> Another four. I Another swear four. you're cheating. Popping out at the bottom dwarf. half. I yeah, just... she doesn't want to kill it. She said she didn't want to kill her, and you're not. She's That's very fine. injured at this point. I'm mostly She's aiming stumbling. at the lower half, which is very small because it's a dwarf. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I can't believe you say that. That's horrible. <laughs> Savage. That's racist, first of all. Savage. Alrighty, Kena. Alright. Time. We've got haste. So we can move how much? 60. 60. You're very scoot. So you could run, so. like, literally all the way up past... You could run past Holga and Tejar, who haven't managed to get to you yet for well, various debuffs. I don't have debuffs. to run that far. I yeah, only 60 is, an, is one move action. 
need to run to there. All right, so you t you tuck around the corner where the halberd wielding mercenary had come from in the first place. Yeah, so this area, because I have a medium range, 100 foot spell. How I'm tired of her singing. Dust? Yeah, it's we're gonna light her up so right, we can shut dust? her up. 10 foot radius, I believe. 10 foot mm -hmm. radius. All right, so you get a 20 foot area because that's not really this whole area. So do you get the uh. You get a four by four. Without yeah, you get a four, four by four area that, that yeah does not include the corners. It's, it'll be like a plus sign basically. Okay, so yeah. So draw yeah. me where you want to do it. Like draw like a corner to corner of where you want to land it. A plus sign like that. Uh yeah, it'd be bigger than bigger, that. It's yeah. A, it's yeah. It because it would go out. Yeah. You could do like okay, so. Just draw a big square and you don't get the corners. It's a it's a four by four area, but you don't get the corners. Okay. So just make just well, pick a four by four square. You said it wasn't all the way to like that. Yeah, like that. Well, that's there a four you by go. three square. So close. one more down here. So one more lower. Okay, and then just yeah. not the corners of that. All right. Uh -huh. So you blast it up right behind Holga and Lieutenant Tachar. Actually, I could do it over top of them too, and uh, you could. and then you they'll want to be blinded. Over, yeah, you, they have to make the save against being blinded. Yeah, let's do that. Let's blind right, both so, of them and try to find her. So we're gonna say, want to draw it there, except without the corners, because uh, that'll catch them at the very end of it. Yeah, sure. All right. So you shoot your blast of glitter dust and click that, so I can see the will save. Oh, it's 17. Okay. Oh, I can't just make the will save. Hold on. There it is. So, Tejar makes it. And as it's coming down, as he's, he's in the post, he's not like focused on a fight or anything right now. He's not overwhelmed with rage like his dwarf friend. He sees you casting this spell. He sees you readying this. He doesn't know what's going to happen, but he sees it's aimed vaguely in his direction. And he's not super interested in that. And as this bright, sparkling light blasts out, he throws up a hand and shields his eyes just in time to avoid being blinded. Holga just seems to be so mad that she's not affected by magic anymore. So neither of them are blinded, and that area does not reveal Embla to you. She is not in that radius. Well, at least we know where she's not. You know, she's somewhere else. Um... The sorcerer, who is still conscious, technically. Well, if you take half the damage over your turn, does that mean that potentially she could be knocked out before she gets to take the second half? That's of not her how turn? that works, no. I'm just curious. Um, she fun. is once again, as she's laying there on the ground, going to try to muster up the strength. pass out no you know what <laughs> she's a mercenary she's just a mercenary she's just gonna shred her she's gonna yell out stop and surrender please turn it off and she's gonna throw up the flag she's gonna throw up the please stop fighting me flag she is staggered in a huge blast of fire and Tachar is gonna see her in such distress he's exhausted he can't run her charge
he is going to try to go save her. So he is going to break from the dwarf to walk into the Sirocco and make the fort save. Good news, this dude is a champion. Wow, what a beast. And as this, you see this fire hit him, he is like, his bones destroyed, splintered, pushing through with all the force he can muster, drops down to his knees next to her, puts a hand on the ground to steady himself, and reaches back and just barely pulls out another potion and whispers something to her that you can't hear over the roaring frickin' circle. <laughs> Could she hear it? Maybe. He still takes the damage even with the save, so yeah, he's he still taking the, feeling good. He's taking, what, the 21? Or half of the 21? It's half uh, on a successful save, right? It, it was 19 on the last round. Okay, so he would take 9. But... Yeah, halves the fire damage. Yeah, he'll take... So he takes 9 fire damage walking into it. Hoga! Inconceivably mad. No. <laughs> is going to continue to just push forward with her fists raised at a level of raised at a level of fury that you are not sure you've ever seen towards the closest person she doesn't like. Which is Kahina, realistically, but again she has to double move to get there. So And that is, provokes. Is pushing really sure slowly does. forward, and it does provoke from your glaive as she walks through here. No. As she closes up with you for the punching. So swing that glaive. A 27 is absolutely going to connect with her. And she's going to go down right there from the, from the oh. swing. I mean, it will, on a one, you would have knocked her down. Oh, uh, she very, very goes down on, with a nine on the D10. Uh, as you, she closes in, you just reach out with the glaive. She can barely move from this Tanglefoot bag. She has no weapon. You just catch it through the side of her split mail, pull the blade out, and she just spins around and pff, flops onto the floor. Inori. <clears throat> Ah, uh, seeing that happen, Anori sheathes Siarn and beelines to the dwarf, yelling to Baylor to drop the fire they surrendered, and then give it. Well, dark... the wizard surrendered. Uh, it's it's been over. I think that's what she thinks, and I'm gonna try to put a potion in there in her mouth. You can move over and you can draw a potion. Okay, I have it ready then. Uh, you hear Embla's singing back away a bit. She calls out, Grammy! Is it going how you said it would? And then hearing no response from the fire as she continues. She's not actually singing. She's playing a lute. It's literally lute music. She's playing a freaking lute in the back while she's invisible. So you start strumming as she's talking. After nothing, she calls out almost like in a, in a angry like shriek, Grammy! Baylor. That's what Baylor does. He yells angrily. <laughs> Roar! Can I yell a quick thing? Yeah, you can free action a quick thing. I'll yell at Baylor. Give him a potion pointing back at the one on the ground behind me. What are you doing, Baylor? 
can I wait for the spell to do one more tick and then dispel it? That would just be dispelling it on I, your next turn, wouldn't it? I think that's just dispelling it on your next turn, yeah. Because it's the damage is really being done over this next round. It's not like it's actually just going 21 and then sitting there for six seconds. It's actually being done over the course of the next round. So that'd be dispelling it yeah. next turn. So are you dismissing it or what are you doing? Six seconds. Quick reaction. I'm going to move over. Seeing how the spell's going. And. and Eight seconds! Alright, keep going. Pillar is not a merciful god. I wanted to see! He's, he watches it burn. We're all seeing our alignments in this I, 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 Like, I, I'm getting ready to stop it, but I'm not stopping it. He watches it burn as the fire continues to spread over this building here and what's now been realistically like probably 30 40 seconds of battle and this fire starting to spread you hear the door on the other side of the building facing the uh the side road away from this little alleyway fling open and screams of terror as two men and a child run out of his burning house And 18 damage, and Tachar needs another fortitude save. Natural 20. This dude's a champion. I'll give him that. This dude is the fortitude save making wow. champion of Earth. Other than when his bones exploded. But I mean, other than that, it's been great. <laughs> but he is still going to take 9 more fire damage. And you see the wizard flop onto the ground. No. I'm going to blow my immunity to fire bells once a day i'm gonna move all the way over here beside Tachar. and as you do the red gem on corona's blade glows and the fire it's like you have spell resistance the fire just that the air ceases as it touches your body you're completely immune to the effect and uh below you you can see like a rolling wave of cooler ground as that you just completely stop the uh the magical air from moving and I'm going to... At this point, this gravel is like red hot. Glowing like orange coals around the ground here. I'm going to attempt to pick up the fallen caster. To try to obviously get her out. But what is Tachar going to do at me? Doing is, he, is Tachar carrying her though? At this no, point? Tachar only not to give her a potion that she passed out. Okay. Tachar's gonna AOO you. With a potion out? He has the potion in his shield hand. In his sword in the other hand. He still has his sword. He didn't drop his sword. He doesn't have a heavy shield. He has a, he can still use the hand on the shield. Okay, hand. gotcha. Yeah, no, he has he doesn't have a heavy shield. He has, he has a light shield. Alright. Is gonna ally you. Not feeling charitable right now. Uh, he very half-heartedly allows uh, you. Got a hard one and just kind of swipes the sword past you, and does not stop you from picking up the wizard. Dara. 
Um, I guess, and the, the, I guess I can draw a potion and then give it to this girl that I saw her head bashed in and hope for the best, I guess. So she did not lethal damage. So this is just basic mechanics that, you know, if you give her a potion, it's incredibly likely she'll wake up. Basically guaranteed. And you right. would know well, that. I'm just listening. Yeah, that's just the thing potion. that you would know. You like no was very yeah. very clearly just like beating her. If you give her a potion, she's gonna wake up immediately. Okay, yeah. And then but yeah, I heard Nell. I heard Nell and I look over her and I'm like, oh yeah, and I just take out the potion. I have a cure light wounds. Okay, so you just but have it I, in hand. You would know that I'm pointing at the other guy when I said that. Oh, the other guy. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant this guy. The one that no, got, he's actually wounded. Yeah, the she's one that got cleaved down. almost in uh, half by Anori. Oh okay. yeah, so the other okay, okay. other way around. I, yeah, the the halberd or the flail one, not the halberd one. Okay. Um. So yeah, I'm going to seeing him point over at the other guy, pull out my potion, and try and make him drink it. Uh, you can just light. pour it down his throat. I mean, oh, okay. Definitely super unconscious. But you lean down and you pour the cure light wounds potion down his throat, and uh, you don't see any magic take hold. It doesn't right. heal him. It, it, no one's casting spells anyway. I can turn that part off. He, he doesn't uh, he doesn't heal at all. You don't see anything happen. Okay. That's my turn. Okay, now. So we still got the haste going. So with that, I can take two actions, three actions. If it I don't move, actions. Extra actions. It gives you an extra swing if you full attack. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so we're gonna take. We're gonna yell at the bard again. Um, it's time to intimidate once more. You have to have line of sight. Yeah, you to have to have Yeah, you actually can't scare somebody's invisible dust weird again. pathfinder mechanics. And a big right, old right. box. Draw me with the draw shape tool. A four yeah. by four square. Where you want to cast what it is. Okay. This we did up there and that did not work. So you had her move a bit try. away. Her voice there. Yeah, music she did move a bit a away. Further. Hold on. I'm gonna move my thing over. Um we're gonna say There. We're just Okay. Without the corners. Up there, yeah, just another like 20 feet back. You s cast the spell again, and another blast of this sparkling glitter dust appears in the air. And come out, come out. Once I'll again, find you eventually. Blanket scenario back where uh, Holgra had been originally, back out farther to the east behind this, but it settles onto nothing. Marconis's dog. I am still right beside him, so if he wants to give her the potion, he still can. Yeah, you, you did. I mean, if you reached out to pick her up, you picked her up. He didn't stop you, so you, you're like, you reach over and like, firemen's carry the wizard. You're, for reference, in a roaring inferno. He's got yeah. really no idea what's happening. He is going to take two swings at you with his sword, and with your full plate. He's just gonna swipe once and swipe twice. He's exhausted. He's in this blast of furnace fire. He doesn't even come close to hitting you. 
He says something, but you can't possibly hear him over the jet engine open above you. Inori. Potion in hand. Get down on my knees and cradle the dwarf woman and try to pour it down her throat. See if I can... Come on, Holga. Wake up. And as you pour the potion into Holga's mouth... The magic does start to take hold. The wounds start to stitch closed. Roll me D8 plus one. Uh, with a seven, she would actually come to slowly. Right. Calm down. Calm down. Blinking. Really unclear on what's happening. Let's calm down. Relax. And Embla, Embla, you hear a voice further from the distance now. Well, I'll be leaving now. Uh, good luck with the rest of your adventures. Ta-da! As she fades away and the loot music stops. <laughs> loot music stops. <laughs> She's gone. Baylor, are you stopping this area? I am going to dismiss the spell. walk up into where it was looking towards the west and say, get out of the way. It's the direction of Techar and Nell. Uh, Nell is next. And Nell is holding the wizard. Nell has the wizard over his shoulders. I will move back towards the wall that Baylor is on. And I'll yell over it. I'm assuming you're in an action. What, that's that, that, no, no, Baylor. That was the most readying an action thing oh, I've ever yeah. heard somebody say. No, I, I had to use my standard to dismiss the spell. Oh, right, 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 right. And I'll yell over at Techar, get over here and feed her that potion. Dara? Uh, I can't actually tell. Um, how much do I know about heal, uh, healing potions? Would I be able to know, like, Very little. Uh, yeah, make okay. me a heal check. Do you have heal? Heal's untrained. Make me a heal check. I do have. Uh, I actually have. Uh, With a 16, you would know that uh, this magic only works on living targets. Gotcha. Uh, if nothing's happening. He's either somehow immune to it or much more likely dead. Okay. So knowing that, I'm going to uh, hop along over to uh, Light Drag over to where uh, Nori has the dwarf and just kind of stand there just in case the dwarf decides to get a little aggressive. You got an angry dwarf. Yeah. I'm just going to stand there kind of in like Little kind of ready. Kahina. <laughs> Kahina, I'll move up here. It's over, Techar. Move away. Let Baylor stop the fire. Techar is going to hurry over and he is going to reach for the wizard's head and pour the potion. And just like what had happened with the flail guy. Nothing happens. 
Oh. Uh, I was going to step up. He just throws the potion bottle on the ground and it shatters. And cast Dragon's Breath for a 30-foot cone of cold and wash over as much as the fire as I can. A 30-foot cone, I think you can about... Yeah, that's pretty much thing. get whatever all of it. You, yeah, whatever you're, you can't get, I could ice beam. Yeah, and you're gonna move up and blast. And for you, it's different than what their wizard was doing. You put this uh, this thing, and you actually almost have like a phantasmal dragon head appear, and this gout of ice blankets the back of the building, extinguishing all the flames across whoever's home this was. And uh, the dwarf, Holgra, kind of looks around, still sort of unclear on where she is or what's happening, as getting the crap knocked out of you will do. <laughs> well, Tejar just sinks down onto his knees and rubs his forehead with one hand, steadying himself on the ground with the other, and just drops his sword. I'm going to put the wizard down, in, I'm assuming wizard, down in front of him. And I'm just going to clock him one good one and ask him what the hell so he just, he's doing. You're just going to sock him? Sounds good. You're just going to punch him with a gauntleted fist and exhausted with all of his broken bones. He's just going to fall over <laughs> and take it and slowly pick himself up just looking around. What is this? Why? Do you I'm think gonna... we wanted to kill any of these people? He looks up at you and Baylor putting out the fire. Some of us are still loyal to something. loyalty or not why did why did you have to do this because i was ordered to by who mercondas who else i don't think it was mercondas isn't stupid enough to do something like this is he oh. i think he absolutely is was it mercondas he looks at the wizard and looks over at his two uh, fighters laying on the ground and the barely conscious Holga, who may be the only one who survives this as far as he can see. In my arms. And literally, <laughs> in Ori's arms, looking out really confused. And uh, as he looks over, Holga reaches up and starts slapping at Inori, like open-handed, just playing with her gauntlets. Stop it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. It does matter, because if he is the one that ordered this, he's the one that answers for this. You got no proof. I'm not expecting to kill him. He What's he going to answer for? He denies everything. Nothing and you anywhere. don't think we can make him answer? Go to Hedge Hill. You have no fight with Mercondus. If you well, take arms to him, the city will back him. Go to Hedge Hill. 
if my theory is right, and I believe it is, you'll find something worth knowing up there. And God's willing, something useful. After all you know about what we've done in the past, you don't think that we could handle this. All you have to do is be honest with us. We can fix it. We can- What are you hoping to do? You idiot! Fight the city of Yonmas! If I have to, absolutely. How and does that help last... anyone? What do you mean? There's a cult, there's monsters, there's terrible things happening here. Hey, he turns to Baylor, just ignoring you now. You're a smart one. Go to Hedge Hill. There's someone hiding out there, and I believe they can lead you to what's really happening here. I'm a no-name mercenary from Cozen. That word won't mean anything against anyone's. I believe you. I I'm also believe Mercondus wouldn't learn anything from any of you dying. Which is about the only reason... I'm not telling anyone to kill you. Uh, here I hope it was worth it, Tachar. Because this is not what any of us would have wanted. Not even me. We would have never done this to you. This well, is love. Worth. If I still thought I had a chance, I'd fight you right now. You can't win. You trophy is a puppet. The Stavians will do nothing. We lose this country to Kadira. Is that what it's gonna take? Dara, is that what it's gonna take for you to realize you're wrong? I will make that decision for myself when the time comes. He just kind of leans back and sits down. Clearly in a lot of pain. I believe we uh, did the where did the people go who ran out of the house they ran They're they gone. ran ran. <laughs> they ran there was a yeah. huge battle wizards are throwing jet engines around they want they don't want to be here anymore hmm. look hey it's mostly okay I've told you all I know it's gonna be useful what are you doing here Oh. Take your dead and just leave. Find a place, find someone to resurrect them, do what you want, but just don't be here. The next time we deal with you, we will very likely I mean, have to kill you. Honestly, since they started this, they should stay here and wait for the city watch to come pick them up. True. He likes a Baylor. Wizard. You seem to make the calls. I don't think the authorities need to get involved in the politics of this. They want to leave, they can leave. If they stick himself. around, they'll die. Gets up. Need a wagon. I can't carry three dead. But I saw looks, one right next to that yeah, building. He looks over to the back of the house to a slightly burnt wagon. I'm taking theirs. Two dead. Pretty sure that one's just knocked out. I made sure to go easy on them. 
He gestures to the wagon to you as you have his wizard and he goes over and leans down and checks the one who was wielding the flail. Picks him up and carries him to the wagon. Hmm. Checks the other one. Leans in and checks closer. And then picks her up and props her up, kind of sitting in the wagon. Holgra! And she's still just kind of trying to slap it in Ori, but there's at this point three people. I'm going to help just, her to her feet and, and give her angry. a wink and be like, She stands up and pushes off of you. <laughs> Holgra, we lost. Come on, help me pull this wagon. And she, uh, Volga turns and looks at him. Whose wagon even is that? Oh no. I don't care. We're leaving. And that, I suppose, is an ending spot. Ending, I'd uh, like to ask uh, Baylor one question, though. Okay. Alright, so I pull Baylor aside a little bit. And, um. Why did you hesitate to end this spell? I ended it when I thought yeah. the right time was. But she had already given in. When was the right time? In your mind, why was that after? Because Mercan, uh, Tejar ran in. It was an unnecessary death, but it happened. You're not here. Am I not standing beside you guys? No, she said she pulled me. Yeah, aside. she's like, oh, I missed like that. This is just until them. I just want to make sure that our priority is still for the good. This is a weighted decision to be on this side of the conflict. And I worry that our party is sliding away from the ideals that we are fighting for. We're fighting for Eutropia. They're in the way. I did not uh, sign up to be an assassin. I feel like we should be cautious with how we deal with issues like this in the future. They openly attacked us. I retaliated. Understood. Just wanted to get that out there. And then I go walk back to the party. So with that, I suppose. We end the session. It went on uh, that that battle went out a bit longer than I had anticipated. I thought it, after the first couple turns that was going to go down a good bit faster, but uh, then we had some spectacularly low rolls on damage from a whole lot of stuff, <laughs> leaving the people just barely alive for multiple turns longer.